Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. He wants me to agree. People want you to agree to use their terminology. They want you to call that, that car a motor vehicle. And they want you to call yourself a person. And they want you to call that building a bank. And they want you to call that a grocery store. Because you have to purchase groceries in a grocery store. And you have cashiers in there. But I look at it as a food distribution center. I see men and women distributing food to people that are hungry. The question is, what are their, what's their first priority? Is their first priority to distribute food to people that are hungry? Or is their first priority to collect this Federal Reserve currency and show loyalty to the Federal Reserve swindling monopoly? Well, what is, again, what, it depends on what church you're dealing with, but it would be not an intent, it would be the second. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes, please. Hi, this is this is Rich. I'm calling from Virginia. Um, Hi, Rich. How, how y'all doing? Um, pre- at present, I am dealing with my county uh, commissioner of revenue in regards to the property taxes that they have imposed upon me. And um, I'm, I'm searching through the Virginia Constitution, and I'm actually I, I went down to my. Uh, uh, my local library, actually uh, Mary Washington Library, and they have in that library, which I discovered, it's called the, the Proceedings and Debates of the Congress on the Admissions. Um, excuse me, on the on the Amendments to the Virginia Constitution. So I went down there today to to grab that that uh, those proceedings, but the library was closed. But this is what I want to say: Are any of you aware of any uh, case law or law that prohibits these municipalities and counties from taking your home when it is your uh, it's your private home and it's exclusively owned by you and it's a necessity. I, I have found, that's uh, why I'm with the assessor. Yeah, I have found. Um, uh, I I wrote to. I live in a, the geographical area called California, and I wrote. Uh, I wrote to this guy, the tax assessor guy, and uh, and I said, "What contract binds me to pay property tax for the rest of my life?" I don't remember signing any such agreement. And he said, "Well, the California Constitution. Read it." That was his response. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked up the California Commercial Code. If if those are the con- if the codes and statutes and laws and bylaws and ordinances and regulations if that's the contract if that's the agreement between the parties, well I I've done a lot of research in the last ten years, and I found in there in the California con- uh, Constitution, and in the uh, statutes at large of the United States, the public policy, and I found in the California Commercial Code, I did exactly what you're doing. I looked up the stuff and I found it, and there it is. I presented all this information to them, and they still ignore it. 
and I, I'm in the process of writing a breach of contract to different uh, companies right now. It's breach of contract, and the contract are those legislative acts and so forth. It's it's very complicated. I understand how convoluted this whole thing is, but um, these people. This is why I'm past all that. I'm not going to keep writing up breach of contract. I'm not going to keep arguing with these people over agreements between fictional characters. I'm now at the point where I'm saying, look, I want to make an agreement with you, the guy that I'm writing to, the guy that's reading this letter right now. I can't make agreements with machines or corporations or governments. Let's you and I come to an understanding and agreement. That's the only mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can think of to do at this point because I've tried everything in the book and I, I've found all the laws like you say, that that nail them to the wall, and they still say, no, you still owe this, and we're still going to take action against you. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm I am composing a letter, and it, it's almost completed. And and one of the things I'm asking the uh, uh, commissioner is this: I'm, I'm basically saying, what law again requires me as not just a property owner, but one who owns their property, because there there's a difference between who owns it and the owner. I'm I'm pretty sure you all may be aware that there is a difference. So I'm asking him, you know, what law requires the owner as well as me, the one who owns the property, to pay taxes. And then I'm also I'm also saying, if for whatever reason, for some unknown reason, um, or some undisclosed contract that I am not the owner or that I do not own the property in question, I demand disclosure of that, and I also demand that any past, future, or current taxes owed to be sent to the ownership. So that's one thing I'm putting in my letter. Now, as far as the the process that I'm, I'm, I've discovered that I can take here in Virginia is that if, for whatever reason, the, you know, after I go through all this, the commissioner, uh, you know, denies, you know, taking my property off the tax roll, I can always, according to the statutes, I can always take the issue to the circuit court, a court of record, and ask for a determination on either the interpretation of, you know, the certain section of the Constitution that I feel you know, exempts my property from taxation, or, well, if if the judge in the circuit court, you know, uh, sides with the county, then I can, at the next step that I'm able to take, according to the statute, is take it to the Virginia State Supreme Court, which I've, which I've, I've been to the Supreme Court on an, another issue. So, um, ha- have you checked the California statutes to see yeah, what here's what I found was I found in the California Constitution under Article 13, taxation, section uh-huh. one, it says property owned by the state is exempt from property taxation. So same, same, great. Same, 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 great. Same well, 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 I'm I'm not well. I wouldn't tax myself if it's my property. I wouldn't tax myself. Obviously, I'm not the owner. If someone else is taxing this, right? Obviously, I'm not the owner. And it says right there. State state owned property is exempt from ta- taxation. It's like, oh, well, there exactly. you go right there. These people still don't recognize it because you have to realize you're dealing in fiction. When I I, I allegedly I thought that I had paid this place off in 2007. I thought that I make the best, and I and I and I took we took out the uh, you know how they send you the um, the original 
you know, you sign a, a contract, right? You sign the original note. Well, they sent it back to me, but what they sent back was a Xerox copy. And on the back was stamped, you know, without recourse. They had obviously they had used this monetarily. They sent me back a copy. It's all a sham. So I, I this I started writing letters into these people saying, hey, what, what, why do I have to pay property tax if I own this property? It's my property, and you can't tax it. So I set about to try to prove that I own this property. And you know what? I found I couldn't prove it. You know why? Because in nature, in real reality, you don't own anything. But in the fictional world, uh, property is divvied up in all these comp convoluted ways. So what you're doing is you're arguing with people that are playing the roles of characters, and you're arguing over fictions. And if you go to the court, you're just praying to the court. You're begging the court and praying to the court. And it's just a big charade. And you can't. The, the bottom line is you can't prove that you own anything, and nobody else can prove they own anything either. It just turns into a big endless argument. And that's what we're all involved in is a never-ending argument over who owns property when in real reality nobody owns anything. So then it all becomes down to legalities at this point. Right. Well, what, what you and I, what the three of us are discussing, we are aware of these things. However, the majority of us are not aware of it. And my purpose for taking it to the circuit court and ultimately to the Supreme Court is that I want a decision. And I, chances are I'm going to end up paying it, but still – I want a decision that, that clearly states that either I don't own a property or, yes, I do have to pay the taxes for such and such reasons. And with that decision, I will publicize it and get it out to as many people who are, who are under the false belief that they yeah. own their homes so yeah. that and we can expose the fraud yeah. and expose yeah. the extortion and expose mm -hmm. the racketeering. So yeah, that's a good, that's that's my, a good plan. That's my purpose for doing it. Not yeah. that I expect to win, but it's, uh -huh. it's for the exposure. People need to know yeah. what's going on. And to yeah. talk about it is one thing, but when you can show them that you went through the process, how you can assist them with going through the process so they can experience the fraud, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, that takes it to another level, and eventually people will wake up and demand change. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's a good you know? Plan. Hi, hi, Bob. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. hi. Um, I, I just uh, pulled up this YouTube link um, for our, our friend here. It's Remove Your Property from the Tax Roll Part 1. Is, is that the Bo and Rocco show? Yeah, the Bo and Rocco show. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, um, our friend here, um, what's your name? Uh, Richard. Richard, and 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 I, I've I've heard that um, recording and I've listened to it closely, um, but I haven't been able to really find the law or the case law that says that if you actually own property, whether or not I own it or not, is is, is not here nor there. But if you actually own property, that it cannot be taxed if it is not engaged in some type of commercial. Activity. That's what uh, I'm looking yeah, at. I think that that's can, can I add my two cents into this? I did research about five years ago, four years ago. It's all whenever you bought the property, it's the deed is only in the seller's name and your name. The bank's name is not on that deed. Period. Go back and look at your deed. One. 
two. They end up the lawyer and the real real banker, realtor, whatever you want to call them, they end up putting different things into the deed. There's five words in there that you need to look up. That's where they end up having you into the property tax. Okay, what are those five words? I don't have a deed in front of me. Okay. Go find your deed. Look at every word that you don't understand research it, and you'll find out how they end up putting you into the tax deed. Also, do not call it real estate, real property. Yeah, those are all uh, entrapment words. Exactly. Legal terms, yeah. Exactly. Well, that, that And there's a up, few more. That brings up two other questions I have. I know they do a good job of misclassifying your property, such as the gentleman said they call your your private non-passenger automobile vehicle or motor vehicle, and they've classified my shelter, that's what I would refer to, that's my shelter and my property as real estate, as residential real estate. Um, That's what you don't want. That's what I don't want. So um, that's one thing, you know, we would have definitely have to get cleared up. How is it that we can prevent them from that misclassification? Um, this, the second this is thing a, is, if, yeah, if for whatever reason I entered a contract unknowingly, unwillingly, or um, what's well, the meaning, meaning of the minds? Well, still, I think there has to be some disclosure. If if, if they correct. did not disclose that, then that you know that's another issue. That that could be that I plan on raising. Right. There's a phrase that I've heard over and over again. You've been provided with enough information to make an informed decision. That's what they'll tell you, and that's that's ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> if if now I don't know about you guys, but you know, a part of my closing documents they charge me an attorney fee. Now I don't know if that was attorney was acting on my behalf or on the behalf of the the closing company. But if he was acting on my behalf, then he had an obligation to um, inform me of what I was actually, quote-unquote, purchasing or signing a note for or getting a loan for. Right, right. Is that, is that safe to say or oh, am yeah. I? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if somebody's going to be signing for you or talking for you, yeah, you want to know what they're talking about. And you know what they're discussing, and, and and what kind of decisions they're making for you. Yeah, I was. Normally, when you yeah, this man uh, was speaking for me. Uh, I don't know. I did. I didn't consent to that. Right. Did Did I consent to that? Yeah. No. Sorry. Again, we go back to the meaning, meaning of the minds, right. and yeah. it's only one signature. For right. sure. For sure. Yeah. And the only the only way we're going to get these these answers is to take it to court where something hopefully has to be disclosed. Mm-hmm. You well, know, you got to, I mean, talking about it is one thing, but if you push the issue, my my thinking again is that they're going to have to, in some form or fashion, admit certain things that they may not want to admit. Oh, probably not. Well, they won't. They won't. Well, no, they, they don't want to. No. I plan on pushing it that far. They they got to tell you something. Good for you. They won't. Good for you. Good 
That's where you end up getting uh, just in conversation. You, you have Can to I jump in? To the, you have to stick to the proper terminology. Though. Don't let these people call it a motor vehicle or a residence or you a resident or an occupant. You have to stick to your guns and say, I'm not going to use your terminology. Because like I've said before, there's no department of cars. There's a department of motor vehicles. So now they want you to agree with them that what you're using is a motor vehicle. They well, want that's you to, the same thing. Yes, that's the, the so same thing as, your, as far yeah. as rural state. Yeah, you it's not stop, rural state. Yeah, stop using their terminology and stick to your guns. Call it a house. I live in a house on this planet. I don't live in a residence within a state. Look around. Correct. Do you live? Do you live in a state or do you live in nature? I live in nature. Good Correct. point, Bob. Thank you. Good Correct. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's a super point. All those correct terms that you use needs to be used when you go to court. Well, if you call it a court, so you're, you're going to be dealing with a judge and an attorney and a and a, and a tax collector, and you're going to play the role of a, a, a defender or a, what? You know what I mean? What are you really? If you use the correct terminology, you're standing in a building with people dressed in costumes, and you're just down there man-to-man as equals, if you want to use the correct terminology. But if you want to use their terminology, you're going to call it a court, and you're going to call him a judge, and you call yourself a defendant, you're going to call this a property issue, and you're going to say that's a, that's a legal document, and you're going to use all the language that we were taught in school. They set us up. Every word that spills out of our mouth is legal and commercial terminology, and they know they have a hook, line, and sinker because every time we open our mouths, we talk about the world around us in legal and commercial terms. I don't want to use that terminology anymore. I, I say I'm using things. I'm a man, and I live on this planet. Now, if I want to get fancy, then I'm going to start talking about grocery stores and merchandise. It's not merchandise. It's a banana. It's not a motor vehicle. It's a car. So getting back to basics and sticking with the proper terminology, people are asking you to agree with them. Do you agree that this is a motor vehicle? Do you believe that you live in a residence with an address? Do you believe that you're a taxpayer and a homeowner? And they want you to use that terminology. This is why they forced the Indians and all the other Aborigines and all the other, they forced this English language on people because now everything that pours out of our mouths incriminates us. That's why they say we're going to use everything you say can and will be used against you. So think twice when you call that guy a judge or that a court or your house a residence. Think about what's pouring out of your mouth every day. Can I jump in a little bit here? Sure. Anybody there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, me. Oh, Charles Stewart here from Sandy, Oregon. Um, uh, it, uh, I, I think that the property tax issue that you're discussing there, that's probably, uh, at least in the states here, it's uh, a, probably a concern at the county level. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. Yeah, okay. The constitutionally lawful form of county government is called the county court, and, and, and it's a pure common law jurisdiction. What they've got in most of the states is either commissioners or supervisors, which are a mechanism of Roman civil municipal law, and, and, and uh, it, it, it's technically speaking an emergency war powers uh, uh, temporary provisional government type of jurisdiction. And the people have got the right to form their own county-level government under pure common law jurisdiction. It's the constitutionally preferred mode of procedure. What they're doing with the property taxes and stuff under the coercive municipal form of government is is only a, a, a temporary emergency war powers 
uh, uh, situation because of bankruptcies and things like that. Okay, so you're saying all that to say that to, to say that our our remedy, you see, you see, we've got a systemic remedy, and most of the discussion here, while very enlightened, generally speaking, um, um, I, it, I don't believe we're going to get any serious remedy until we talk about the underlying nature of the problem that we've got an entirely uh, military emergency war powers government in place here, and they're like robots in Battlestar Galactica or something. All they do is coercively extract money, and that's all their mental programming is going to allow them for to do. I believe our only real serious remedy is to work together to reach out to other patriotic people in our county and explain to them that we've presently got an unconstitutional form of government at our county level. In Oregon statutes, there's a body of law referred to in Oregon statutes as county law. And this means that each county has the right to make their own law for, for, for how uh, uh, things are being run without reference to the state-level statutes. And, 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 and the whole nature, earlier on in the discussion, I heard a uh, discussion about um, uh, being in the church and, and moving over to a church form of financing and things like that. That's exactly where we need to be. See, back in, in old, true common law England, um, uh, there was no separation of church and state. Uh, and, and, and under the more purified forms of common law prior to the Norman conquest of 1066 AD, um, um, er, everything, the, the tax collector, the, the, what amounted to the tax collector was called, quote, tithing man, unquote. Okay. And this is because at, at, at the township level of approximately 10 households, um, um, the, the, the tithing man uh, was was in communication with, with with everybody in the township and and the people that could give just like in a church would give they, and everybody knew who could give and who couldn't so there was no hiding but if you didn't have anything you weren't coercively threatened with getting kicked out of your house and see th- this reverts back to a whole different, vastly superior form of, of non-coercive type of government, especially at the county and the smaller precinct and township levels, that, that is revolutionary in its concept, and it can bring remedy, I believe, for all of us. So the, the, the church model that I'm proposing here is a tried and true model, and it's based on contributions, and there's never any repossessions or evictions or threats in, involved with it. Right, right, right. I believe no it. I, believe it, well, I don't just believe it. Well, we've seen evidence that it works, and it's withstood the test of time over the centuries. So everyone okay, contributes. Well, the, the modern definition of all of that is, 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 is rather um, um, watered down. I don't know how... Um, uh, much study you've uh, done into uh, the older merger of common law jurisdiction with Protestant Christianity, but um, uh, the, the whole concept of, of townships and precincts and counties 
This is based upon the Exodus 18 biblical model of of where Moses and Aaron were were, were talking, and Aaron told Moses that he he can't be making all the judgments for everybody in the whole nation of Israel. He has to point captains over tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands. And, and, and your tithing man that, that actually collects your taxes is at the 10-household level, at the, bot, the, the, the first organizational structure, and he's the one that's generally the peace officer, uh, the, the law enforcement officer, uh, and, and, and he collects the taxes. He's also called a deacon uh, because it's related to the number 10, town and, 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 and tithing and, and deacon. Like decimal, uh, it, it's ten based, um, and 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 so it all fits together in a biblical uh, uh, and actually Torah-based uh, system of government uh, that is non-coercive, very now, libertarian. Now, and, when, when talking to people, when talking to people, though, people will say, "Well, if you don't force people to pay, nobody would contribute." The church. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. When what he just got done saying. Yes. That the assessor had all these seats or all these hats. That's a lot of hats for the assessor, for the tax assessor. Right. That, that's under the Roman Empire civil municipal model of government. But See, the, I the church, you get away the, from that. The thing is, the church doesn't ask you for state registered ID. The church doesn't ask you to swap out your true identity for a false hat called a tax collector or police Right, manager. right. Well, well, see, if if we're on the land, if we're taking physical possession of the land in township by township, we've got um, 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 we're reestablishing our on-the-land common law status. We're breaking that, that, that legal fiction presumption that we're somehow an item in commerce. So would it help to use maybe a church terminology instead of using this commercial and legal terminology that everybody's so acclimated to? Maybe we should use, be using more church terminology. Well, that, that would be where we in live. the right direction, but but um, the, the, our judicial power. See, at the next level above the township, at the hundred level, we've got the right to form our own common law courts. And the county, the entire form of county government is supposed to be a common law court. If we've got enough patriots, if we can find a few patriots in our, uh, our, our county, each of our counties, we can bring about a paradigm shift in our common law in the form of government in our, in our counties here. Well, government, okay. of course, of is course, it, government just being an idea. Well, there's biblical models, and there's there, there's there's slave trader models, like like the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was in conflict with Israel for for geez, thousands of years. Can I ask? The, the real problem I have with the um, real estate tax is that if for whatever reason. I'm not able to, or I just don't pay it, then a home that I have actually paid for can be taken. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It can be be taken for six grand, five grand, four grand, twelve hundred grand. Yes. Five hundred grand, or five hundred dollars. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. That's where I'm saying it goes back to the deed. Whatever is in to the deed. How Look at your deed. Again, there's five words, maybe six, maybe eight. I don't. I have no clue anymore. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have to go back and look at that as well because I'm looking at the, um, the tax um, sale in this house where I'm at now. So it, it and I looked in and I looked into it years ago with my own home, but whatever they have recorded, you can change that and re-record it. That's the scam, the shame, the whatever you want to call it, is where they end up putting you into the tax role. But I have been dealing with the tax assessor, and I keep asking for the uh, the uh, tax assessment sheet. They keep giving me back the assessment history. So I'm done with that game. So this is like the second or third time. Okay, so the the sheet is going to tell you how they have your home classified? Exactly. And and if it's classified as commercial. Commercial real estate, you've got to watch the words, yes. Okay, okay. Now, I found out that someone ended up doing a notice that they end up going into their uh, tax office and they end up doing a notice. And apparently it worked. They're off the tax roll. They gave a I'm notice. Sh- what did the notice say? I, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to get that inform- information out. <clears throat> but the bottom line is whatever is recorded at the recorder of deeds Well, okay, let's just say, for instance, it is recorded as um, real, uh, commercial, commercial real estate. Yes. If you don't use that terminology when you are referring to your home or to your shelter, then... Except, well, the thing of it is they automatically put you on to whatever the deed, however the deed is set up. Go back and listen to Bose News Entertainment. Listen to Steve. He does one to seven uh, videos. He's caught them. He's won many of cases. He's got his home and many of other people off of the tax roll. He's won cases over a hundred grand. I did one call with him on my show. It's just a scam. So it is. It's just shame, scam, whatever you want to call it. Are you are you in contact with him? Not on a regular basis, but is he someone you can actually contact and yes. And get yes. and get documentation of. Yes, I have documentation. It's all in Florida, and I'm hoping to do a call maybe next week. Okay, because I think whatever information he can share, doc documentation, not just information, but the actual documentation, so that we can study it. 
then I think that would do, you know, that would help a lot of people to get the, to get whatever documentation, whatever argument he used to to get those properties off of the tax roll. I think well, everything would, everything is done in Florida. That's where he's from. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter where it is. It, exactly. It's the concept, what concept to use. He just beat him at the wrong rule. Okay, well... You can't, you can't tax a pro- private property, period. Okay, you're, you're... You cannot go after a man or a woman, period. Okay, you're saying that. What I'm saying to you is the documentation that he uses to support what you just said. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one thing to go in court, whatever you want to call it, and and make a claim, but show where where is the documentation, the, the your source that says a municipal corporation cannot tax property that is owned and exclusively occupied by a family. That's what I'm saying. That's I think that's what is going to be needed. They cannot tax. Private property, they cannot tax, um, uh, what is that, goods? Family, I guess it's family goods. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but again, I'm asking you, you're saying that. Where are you getting that from, either in the law, statutes, code, ordinances? That, that yeah, That's all you, I'm I, asking. You know what, I think okay. I have seen that. You know what, I, uh, I, I will end up doing a show next week. I'll get, oh, I will try to get him on. How can I uh, get a, let you know that the call is on? Jack, I can give you um, my email. Well, actually, let me pull up my site. Oh, well, okay. He's, and he's I will on, end up. He's going to be on for on another talk show. Yeah, my my site, and my talk show. Is this Angela? Nope. Oh. This is Cheyenne. Okay, hold on, Cheyenne. Let me get your. What's your talk show? I'm trying to find it now. Of course, I'll, I'll, I'm, I may already be subscribed to your notifications, but uh, if not, I'll definitely go there and, and sign up to follow you. I think there is legislation that says if you live in a shelter, if you just uh-huh. live in a shelter, it can't be taxed, something to that effect. And I, I have seen that before. I probably discarded it because it didn't pertain to this geographical area here, but I, I think I have seen that. There is in writing, you know, if if it's just used as a shelter. Um, oh, also a dwelling. I mean. you got to watch the words. That's what we all live in. <laughs> My house shelters yeah. me from the, the elements. Right, right, right. You know, I own it. I ex- yeah. The only property that I own, I don't have another property I can go to in the summertime or wintertime. This is the only one that I own and exclusively occupy, me and my family. So it is my shelter. And the specific language changes from county to county and state to state. Exactly. you got to watch your words. But you gotta, you got to look for it. Yeah. Right. I can't, I can't point you. Which, what, what, the, what so-called state do you live in? Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Who's speaking now? This is Rich. And the other person? And Bob. All right. Hi, Bob. Hi, Rich. Hello. 
I will do my best to um, put Steve on the call. Okay. Next Have you been week. able to get your talk show ID number yet? I'm working on it now. I'm signing it now. Okay, it is one three one eight two. I'm sorry, one three one eight three two. Steve is on one of my calls. Okay, one three one. I gotta find my other glasses. Sorry. Okay, you said one three one eight three two. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Strange reason my uh, <laughs> notebook went offline. Hmm. Okay, it's one three one eight three two. Okay, gotcha. What's the name of it? Do you have a name for the talk show? <clears throat> Living life. Living life. And how often are you on? Every week. Uh, no, I just do it every now and then. I have a bunch of uh, calls from uh, Julie, who does the FDCPA. Yeah. And then I have a call from Steve, who does the property tax. And actually, I really need to figure out how to uh, change the title so people can actually... Um, go on the calls to see what they want. Hey, but hey, I already Rick. hooked it up with I already hooked it up with Steve. We're gonna have a call next week. Um there's a few other people I already hooked up with. Uh but the property tax it seems to be very easy. Now you gotta take baby steps. At least that's what I'm doing. I'm taking baby steps. Because um, they're trying to evict us out of this house over property tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also, I'm dealing with IRS. I'm dealing with another eviction from my home. It's I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. Have I'm, you, all, I'm everywhere. Have you hey, thought about filing? Have you thought about filing a quiet title complaint? I'm not doing a quiet title complaint. I don't need no, I don't believe in that. And that's not that doesn't feel right in my gut. Well you you know they claim to be the owners of the property, in essence. I think you can you can do it a different way. I mean all of it is is fraud. Well they never you, had title. Number one, hello. Number one. And this really irks me. When when they end up on the foreclosure, do they have title? No. They never have title. And that's even with the property tax. That's with anything. What are they buying? They're only buying a lien. They're not buying your home. They're buying a lien. That's a big difference. Right. Um, 
do you realize that do, do you know what what methods they what what they call the legal proceedings to get you from the home yeah i screwed up Okay, well, it's either an unlawful detainer proceeding or else an ejectment proceeding. There's two modes. Um, the the nastier one and the one they most fashionably use is the unlawful detainer proceedings. Correct, and they also have to have a bond, a warrant and a bond with their insurance. Well, that's off point from the main issues in question about how to right. survive an, evict- an ejectment proceeding. Right. Um. Uh, the you're, the the true you see this gets to the law of the land the the um, real ejectment proceedings are firmly rooted in common law and so which produces a profoundly powerful argument based upon prior peaceable possession or cessation of the real property. Because it's all about breach of the peace, and if and and if you've never um, uh, uh, trespassed onto somebody else's property, when you moved into possession of the property, you didn't you didn't uh, coercively take it away from somebody else. There was no breach of the peace involved. Then, under pure common law, as well as even modern laws of ejectment, you've got the right to stay on that property. But it, it, uh, uh, if if they can get you over into the summary military process of a forcible entry and end lawful detainer proceeding, then they can railroad you out of there without normal due process of common law. And that goes to the quiet title issue because um, the the case law and statutes, well, at least the case law, clearly indicates. That that they cannot proceed against you with an an uh, forcible entry and unlawful detainer proceeding if you've got the title to the property in question. But the only way you can bring the title to the property into question is to formally file a quiet title complaint. I disagree with all that. Well, some it's, it's some of it law. I yeah, agree I, with, and me? then some I don't. Well, I agree it's less than optimal, and, and and things should be much more simple than this, but I'm telling you the current lay of the land of how the case law works and how most of the judges generally follow uh, the arguments and stuff, and if they're going to bring a, a, an unlaw- a forcible entry and unlawful detainer proceeding against you to have you evicted after some kind of foreclosure sale, then then your only way to escape that forcible entry and unlawful detainer proceeding is to file a quiet title complaint. Or a suit to remove cloud. Suit to remove cloud is slightly different, and it's got a little bit of better roots in common law than quiet title, but I, I do them back-to-back with quiet title slash remove cloud because modern civil procedure, you can state multiple claims. And who is speaking? Charles Stewart from Sandy, Oregon. And Bob, can you um, comment on that? Um, I don't. Um, I try not to get involved with legal proceedings and court proceedings. I stay out of court, and I'd like to stay out of the paperwork. Uh, me and the woman that I live with, we've kind of come to the conclusion that it's going to take. We're going to have to go down there and talk to a man or woman face to face. That's kind of the, where we're at right now. 
we don't see any other way around it because these people will use legal and paperwork shenanigans until the cows come home. And we're, we're convinced that the only way to resolve this is to go down there and talk to a man or a woman. If you can't strip the title off of a tax collector, he's going to play the role of a tax collector. And if he sees you as a taxpayer, you can argue with him all day long. If he's still playing the role of tax collector and you're still playing the role of taxpayer, it's a lost cause. You have to go and strip the mask off him. I don't see any other way out of this. Well, I, I would just like to really reiterate that, you know, even though you may not want to go to quote-unquote court, you still should get some documentation, good, bad, or the other. And the way well, that you add is I agree. Either... Well, what I'm looking for is a, what people have discussed is do not detain status, you know, with the so-called police and, the, and getting off the tax roll. I agree. Let's get some kind of paperwork in there that changes the status. I agree. But you're not going to go in there as a taxpayer talking to a tax assessor. That's well, you don't not have to go in that way. You don't have to go in as a taxpayer if you don't identify yourself as a taxpayer. They're going to presume that until you rebut that presumption. Yeah, that's what And I'm once you about. rebut the presumption, from my position, they're either going to have to succumb to your to you know to who you say you are or what you say you are, and proceed according to who you say you are. And if they do not, then that is going to leave them open to possibly disclosing something that they either don't want to disclose or had not intended to disclose. Yeah. yeah. Collecting information, what you're doing right now is you're collecting information. That's what I've been doing for years. That's what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to collect enough. These people are just stubborn. I mean, I, I've talked to these people for years in, in all different categories and areas, and these people are just stubborn. Yep. So you have to really stick to your guns and force the issue, you know, in a nice mm -hmm. way. Let me let me jump in a sec for Richard because uh, yeah. you're not on, you're not on the chat. Um, the uh, uh, Steve's documents. Uh -huh. Are on. Go to my pri private audio, Angela's site. Uh huh. Uh, slash show notes. Bo Rocco dot doc. Okay. Um. Got it. Slash show show notes. Show notes. Uh huh. Bo. B O Rocco R O C K O dot doc. D-O-C. Okay. And that's Angela Stark, right? Angela Starks? Yeah, she's got... Um, I, I listen to Angela a lot of times, so I'm, I'm familiar yeah, with... Yeah, either right up there or um, I think she may have a separate site, but it's my private audio, and you, you'll be able to... Yeah, you'll be able to find it once you get there, I, I think. Where's the, okay, is the thank show you. notes off to the left side? Is that column on the left side? Show notes. I don't see it. Uh, I thought it was on the right side. I don't remember the last time I was on there, but uh. you'll figure it out. It's not that once you get there, not that hard to figure out. Appreciate that. Alrighty.
Did I get disconnected? No. Oh, everybody just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for the show notes, and I still can't find it. But it must be in there somewhere. My Internet what? just went down. That's strange. If you can get on the chat for this show, um, guest two posted a right. You can click right on there. Yeah, I'm not on the chat. Yeah, I'm not on the chat either. I'm I'm just on the phone here. Well, go back when you get a chance. You'll get it. Okay. But yeah, these people are are very stubborn, and they want you to use their terminology. They want you to call it real property. They want you they want you to call yourself a resident. They want you to call your house a residence. And these people are stubborn, and it really this is it's mostly psychological. This the law is an excuse. This is a psych. That's why it's called government. It's just the government's an idea. It's controlling your mind, and these people are just trying to bullshit you. So it really this is a psychological test, and you have to know how to handle people. Really, that's what this boils <laughs> down to. Can we also call it a form of spiritual warfare? Yeah, it's yep. uh, yeah, psychological, yep. mental, spiritual. It's uh, the law is is a is a bunch of it's an excuse for these people to railroad over you and call you a debtor. You're not a debtor, but they're going to call you a debtor. And they're going to call you a resident and a homeowner and a taxpayer. They're going to tell you what you. And if you don't know, this is the problem with down through the history, <clears throat> down through the ages. If people don't know who they are, these people will tell you who you are. Well, in in older history, um, um, there was a clear line of demarcation between the Roman Empire under Roman civil municipal law and uh, uh, Northern European and English common law. And and everybody over in the common law, uh, Northern European and England realm, they, they were not coercively extracted of funds uh, because because there's phraseology in the older textbooks called the circle of Christian nations and Rome wasn't included in that Um, uh, because uh, um, the circle of Christian nations was all based upon uh, the the, the support of the government was was, um, uh, gathered through the tithing donations because there was no separation of church and state again, and, and and so that was the difference between the Roman Empire and and uh, the on the one hand and um, uh, the 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 common law uh, jurisdictions uh, on on the other hand. Now, when I when I suggest when I suggest this to people, I'm I'm surprised at how resistant people are to the idea of contributions, donations, and charity, people want to charge each other. They want to stick to this business model. They want to do business with the Federal Reserve swindling system. And it's surprising. Why are see, why, I'm, I'm, I have to keep asking people, why do you want to voluntarily play the role of a debtor? Wouldn't you rather be a free man that cont- contributes? And we have food distribution centers. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to understand why are people so resistant to the idea of giving up their debtorship? Are you talking about uh, just other Americans or public servants? Uh, like I'm talking about people across the board. I talked to people for years about this stuff. 
and people are just they love charging people, they love their money, they love well, their that, property, they love their title, and they love to live as a debtor. And I'm wondering why are people so resistant to giving up debt obligations and charges? Well, what I'm trying to zero in on is whether or not they might be uh, 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 profiting from the ability to ex extort others, or if they're just stupid people that don't know the advantages of a consent-based uh, uh, economic supportive government system. Great point. Okay. Can I add something? Why do you always want to go in as a debtor or a citizen or or a resident? I don't think anybody here does. Correct. Uh, Right. Well, well, we were talking about that, or, or um, um, go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, the people, well, the people that are are distributing food, they call it a supermarket, and they're distributing food to people, but they love to charge people for it. And upon the presentation of a charge, you've just turned that individual into a debtor. That's a short-term debt. You pay for it, but before you leave, when they hand you a charge, you're not free to leave the building. You're not free. A debtor's not free. And people love the idea of handing each other charges. That's how you create debtors. People say, well, I live in a free country and I'm free. I'm a free American. I live in a free country. No, you're not. If we're busy handing out charges to everybody, you're, you're not free. And I, I don't understand well, why people we're, are so in, in love with charging. Huh? We're, we're in a battle for the minds and hearts of the people here. Okay, we've got we've got better insights about how to structure government and economic systems, but obviously there's a lot of entrenched opposition to our more enlightened ideas. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Or actually, okay, well, in as a defender. Pardon me. A defender. What about the defender? Well, you're always going back into the court as a defendant. Right. Well, that, that's that a desert. That, that that can be cured by going on the offense. Almost all, ninety-five percent of our problems can be handled with an offensive lawsuit. And again, we've got the right to establish our own courts. One of the most egregious things that oppress us, in fact, probably the single most egregious oppressive mechanism against us as, as, as a single focal point is the Roman law-based civil municipal admiralty maritime courts. I, I would have to agree with you on, on part of what you just said when you said we have the right to establish our own courts. Uh, here's, how, here's how I see it. The courts that, are, that we see today, they are our courts. But what has happened is they have been taken over from the inside, which gives us the perception that they are in our courts. Well, did, um, can, can, can we get to some surgical precision and definitions? For instance, are you referring to court as, as a, in, a, in, a, in its true legal technical sense as merely an open space for uh, uh, people to assemble to begin administering justice? Yeah, that if that's our definition definition of court, then 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 we can come in and we can take over the court because it's merely an open space. There, there, there's no particular uh, uh, judge that has the the right to monopolize the proceedings they're in. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, see, it, 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 it's a public forum. It's a public space for administering justice, and and case law and 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 all kinds of sources indicate that that public public um, 
uh, controversies, uh, controversies in, involving the rights of the public, uh, cr criminal racketeering schemes, uh, allegations, and um, um, uh, uh, constitutional issues. Those issues are issues of public concern. Tax collecting for municipal jurisdictions is a private concern. Our public concerns have the right to be heard first. In the, when, we, when we go into a court and we start the proceedings in the morning, uh, 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 the public issues need to be heard first. And, and we'll settle our, 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 our constitutional issues about whether or not um, 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 there's legitimate taxation authority uh, uh, through co coercive mechanisms in place in, in our county uh, before we decide the, the, the technical issue of whether or not they get to kick us out of our house. I, I agree with everything that you just said. However, the system, from my understanding, the system to make those changes that would allow us to take over court is through a representative form of government. You, 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 are, are you talking about going clear up to the state level or just to the county commissioners? Uh, wherever, wherever it needs to go, it needs to go. Well, 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 the county is a separate sovereign uh, entity, and, and and you shouldn't ever have to go farther than the county uh, governing body to handle county-level issues like this. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so if we go to the county level, then that's going to take individuals uh, such as you and I and other like-minded individuals to elect the proper individuals who is going to carry out the will of we the people. And evidently, yeah. is, that is not what is happening. Or if it is happening, they are not following, the representatives themselves are not either following the law or they are misapplying the law upon the very people who put them in office to enforce the law appropriately. Well, they're, they're misapplying the law because actually with a with a foreclosure, and it has to do with mortgage or property tax. They're yeah, only buying they, a lien. Yeah, because that's all they're buying. But how are they allowed to buy? How are they allowed to get the home? They're only buying the lien, right? Which is a default lien. Which norm, normally it is a third party. But they yeah. are uh, allowing the courts are allowing for them to foreclose on a foreclosure, property tax, or a mortgage. So how is that possible? Because well, they are mis they're either missing the intent of the law or they are completely ignoring the law. That's how well, 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 even the completed foreclosure is only a lien. See, the, the, the rubber doesn't meet the road until they actually try to they, – they actually file – a, a, a lawsuit to have you evicted from the property. That's that that that's when the common law issues uh, uh, become recognizable by the court. Well, they end up doing a red up procession. Well, that's they're the, the, they're filing for a writ of possession. A writ of possession is the end result of a, a legal proceeding uh, um, wherein they have successfully argued that you deserve to be evicted from the house. And suppose that you didn't have due process, one, uh, you didn't have a hearing, two, 
and the list could, could actually go on. Well, you, you, you probably didn't state a quiet title or remove cloud complaint in, in order to draw the issue of title into question. You probably just got railroaded because you didn't know how to draw the issues into question. Okay. Now, you mentioned title. They, don't, they do not have title. So how can they end up selling your property being that they do not have title? They didn't sell title. All they sold was an interest, a, a, a lien. Uh, against exactly. The property. So then how can they end up taking your property? Because you're failing to state a, 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 a counter complaint uh, in an action to quiet title and remove the cloud. They just railroad you through, through presumptions that, 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 that they've successfully stated a claim to get you evicted when you've got a good defense, but you didn't know how to articulate it. made some interesting points there, sir. Thank you. Charles Stewart from Sandy, Oregon. Charles, very And I hope I did, too, because I made you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> you, too. You brought it out of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good, healthy discussion. Steel, sharp, and steel, my friends. So, actually, basically, all they're doing is buying a lien, and it's property tax and foreclosure, but somehow they're able to take your land. Well, it's through those nasty forcible entry and unlawful detainer proceedings. See, the, the it, um, title is attached to rights of possession. A real, real common law title is attached to rights of possession. It's the law of the land. It's involved. Okay, in can, can I can I interrupt? Can I interrupt? Sure. How sure. about the holder of due course. Now, on foreclosure, I'm, I'm not sure about the uh, property tax, but on foreclosure, they have to be the holder of due course, and normally they end, they end up, after default, they end up changing the bank's name. Not, they do and they don't. Also, a lot of times, they do, they do not do the assessment or the assignment. I'm sorry, the assignment. Well, you, you, you're talking about issues in the commercial realm which which yes. only have impact on the nature of that security interest and lien that 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 they're they're trying to perfect. And all of that is irrelevant when it comes time for them to evict you from the house. Well, isn't everything commercial? No, no. Rights of possession of real property are not commercial. If you look at the case law behind ejectment, um, um, rights of possession are dependent upon having a prior peaceable possession, and neither a tax collector nor a banker can claim to have ever had a prior peaceable possession of your property. Therefore, they fail to state a complaint upon which relief can be granted, and you can demand a dismissal of the complaint because they have not stated all the essential elements to get you kicked out of the house. Well, that's a 12 v. 6. Well, it sounds right. Well, you said a minute ago the law, and, and there's a difference between codes and statutes and, and bylaws and policies in the law. Do you consider What do you consider the supreme law of the land? Uh... Um, 
the laws of nature and nature's God. Uh, more specifically, common law due process. Is it is it written down? Written about, it's in common law maxims. Uh, the, the, the difference between lex scripta and lex non scripta is the difference between written and unwritten law. And see, our common law is the unwritten law. It's written about. But merely because something's written down uh, in codes or someplace else does not mean that it's law. You can't define law until you've got a controversy before you. Well, I, I'm having a problem with this. The only law that I know of is the law of nature, and you can't break the law of nature. Everything right, else right. is just is just man-made rules. And what they what they what they call the the California Commercial Code, or the Uniform Commercial Code, in in the so-called state of California is called the California Commercial Code, and it's referred to as the law, uh, the law of negotiable tra of the law of uh, commercial transactions, monetary transactions. It's called the law, but it's full of just codes. But it's referred to as the law. The, the the rules of a society have the the force of law, and things are referred to as the law. And people say hey, you broke the law. But the only law that I know of is the law of nature. I don't know of any other law. The supreme the people say that the the the, uh, the Constitution for the United States is the supreme law of the land. But people don't recognize that as supreme law of the land. In fact, being a constitutionalist is a dirty word now. And I, I, I believe this, well, historical legend, I don't know what to believe, but uh, back in Lincoln's time, if the old republic with the old Congress disbanded and a new set of people came in there and turned everything into commercial contracts, if we're living under corporate contracts now, under codes and statutes, there's still no law. Why do people keep saying that you broke the law, you have to adhere to the law, if there are no laws? There are no laws in the legal realm. There are only legalities and codes and statutes. So when people throw this word law around, I'm having to say, well, is it illegal or is it unlawful? Well, you can't break the laws of nature, so you don't even have to worry about breaking the law. What you have to worry about are these frickin' corporate contracts. We don't seem to be living under the law of the land, which used to be considered the Constitution. It's now corporate contracts is all people care about. And when you go down to the so-called courthouse, they have business hours on there. They tell you it's private property, and the business hours are posted right on the front there. They're there to some, it's a for-profit corporation, just like every other corporation. And all they deal with in those courthouses is breach of contract. That's it. Well, now, what, they what, what, you off into jail, too, when there's no contract involved. It's say, say that again. They'll railroad you off into jail too. Even if they they, they, they do more than than just contracts, they they routinely hold criminal proceedings if you continue saying no long enough about your contract. It's well, they're going to throw another charge at you on top of the existing charge, and they're still holding you in breach of contract because you violated one of the codes and statutes, contempt, and all this other stuff, and and arguing. They're still they're going to point to a code or a statute that says you're not allowed to do that. You're not breaking any laws. Isn't everything commercial and everything equity? As far as I can tell, it's it's yeah, it's all it's all contracts. Right. Do you guys code. are you guys familiar with the phrase malum prohibitum? A uh, who? No. Malum prohibitum. Uh, um, Sonia, can you write that down on the chat, please? Yeah, yeah, M-A-L-U-M-P-R-O-H-I-B-I-T-U-M. It, it, it's, it's, it, it references Roman civil law. I'll, I've got uh, uh, 
I'll, I'll post a link in, in the chat window here to um, my online definition of the um, phrase. Is, is that, um, is that but, I do no harm? As long as I do no harm? No, that's malum in se. Um, uh, uh, let me post the web link to my definitions here, and then I'll talk about it. There we go. Uh, right, Malum prohibitum li is listed in that Black's Fifth Law Dictionary link that I just posted in the chat window. Malum prohibitum is, is, is in the Law Dictionary is is called is references a body of law that that state legislative assembly and federal uh, routinely engage in. It's derived from Roman civil municipal law, and it's it, and it's called wrong because it's prohibited. It, that's that's the reference point that just because somebody said you can't do that, that's why it's done. It's the essence of man-made law without any reference to, to the laws of nature and nature's God, okay? There's a polar opposite term that's contrasted in the, in the web link, you can see it, called malum in se. Malum, three words, malum, M-A-L-U-M space I-N space S-E. Um, it, and that, that, that is defined as a wrong in itself. And if you look at the Black's Law Dictionary definition for that, that is referencing natural law. And, and, and all of that dovetails into common law and due process of law, because common law and due process of law are all about preventing breaches of the peace. It's a violation of the laws of nature to breach somebody else's peace. It's a violation of the laws of nature to, to, commit, to trespass into their space or onto their land. That's supreme general public law that all of these public servants are required to conform with. But they use their private jurisdiction under malum and say to work around the public law that prohibits them so that they can enforce their private municipal jurisdiction against us. Now, I also have a problem with the common law. There's so many uh, uh, got, dualities in this language that we use. Everyone's talking about common law, but the fact of the matter is, uh, from what I can tell, when people when people call themselves lawyers and attorneys and judges, when they refer to the common law, they're talking about court precedents. And, and yeah. people, people are saying, no, I'm talking about common law that's common to man. But when you say common law, I don't really know what you're talking about, because it goes both ways. These, these people well, that... Can I if I might expand on that a little bit, um, uh, the, 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 what you said is court precedents. If we could just do a micromanage there to change that to judicial precedents. Um, okay. um, uh, uh, the, see, see, real common law, true common law, is based upon the unanimous decisions of 12-person juries. Because it's, it's very difficult to get 12 people to unanimously agree on anything. And once that's done, that creates a presumption that the laws of nature and nature's God have been harmonized with. Okay, so, so, so judicial precedent is a proper definition of common law. And, and the de facto's are using that, that terminology accurately. But what they're doing is they're relying on previous judicial precedent from single uh, um, 
uh, uh, judges' decisions or or uh, majority rule Supreme Court decisions or something like that that bounce back and forth. They're not their judicial precedents do not conform with the fundamental organic natural principles of common law. See, their judicial precedents are are, okay, are now and prohibit them. Now, there's a lot of people that aren't. Uh, bright enough or intelligent enough to fill out court documents or study or research and stuff, and they don't really understand a lot. When and I know this is going to be an, this is an unpopular position to take, but when do you think it's appropriate to just take the direct approach and tell the guy, you know what, knock it off. You're putting on an act. Take off the robe and take off the policeman's cop uniform. And I don't want to play this game with you. When is it appropriate? If that ever happens, that, yeah. If that ever happens, I'd love to see that happen. Well, when it when is it appropriate to say, you know what, I don't want to play this game with you. Knock it off. You're, you're putting on an act, and I don't want to play with you. When's it appropriate to just take the direct approach and say, I don't want to do this anymore? When the person, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna lose your house, if this guy's about to taser you or shoot you, when is it appropriate to say, I don't want to play this anymore? I quit. When the person is well aware of him playing a role. Many of these people, in my opinion, don't even realize that they're playing a role. I've found that to be true. They'll, they'll <laughs> tell me to my face, I'm not, I'm not acting and I'm not role playing and I'm not playing a role in society. That's not. This is who I really am. Yeah. So I mean, the time to say that is when you are in front of a person who actually realizes that they are playing a role. You'll get some sympathy at that point. Well, the, the people that uh, see, there are people. People are subject to, to dis- disseminating false information, and people are also capable of lying. So how, if people are playing roles in society, if they don't even know that they're playing a role in society of a character, why would you trust them and believe anything they have to say? First of all, we know the people lie. Second of all, we know the people are disseminating fake, inaccurate, incorrect information. So I'm finding it hard to believe in what anybody says when people say, well, everything costs money. I don't really believe that. I think everything's free. People say, well, I own property. Well, how do I know that? People say a lot of things. I don't believe that we owe taxes. I don't believe anybody owns property. I don't believe a lot of this nonsense. I don't believe there's a president of the United States. I don't believe that there's a queen of England. People people believe in all different religions. A lot of people are wrong because if everybody believes that their religion is right, and you got billions of people who are wrong. So people are people are busy individually or collectively disseminating a lot of false information. They don't know what they're talking about. They're play, role playing in society, and most of them don't even know they're role playing as a character. How can I trust or believe these people for one minute? And why would I want to play these stupid court games with these people when they're either lying to me, or they're or they're acting and they know they're acting, or they're acting and they don't know they're acting? Why would I trust any of these people? You, you, your object isn't to get trust with them. Your object is to keep the cops from coming out and kicking you out of your home. Well, when I tell them I don't want to play this game, you're not a cop. You're a man wearing a costume, and I don't want to role play with you. I don't want to role play opposite you. So, so, so stop hey, hey, what you're they, doing. And they pull out the gun, and they point it at you, and they say, get out of the house. That's what I mean is this is a psychological, this isn't really a legal issue. It's the, the laws are all there as a smokescreen. This is a psychological issue. There's something wrong with people. people yeah, we agree way. on that. We agreed on that a long time ago. Uh-huh. 
So this is really a psychological practice, not so much a legal practice. I'm learning all this legal stuff, but it's all that's all it's all nonsense. I'm learning. It's just like I learned the Catholic Church, you know, laws and canons. I look at them, I study them, but I I, I could care less because it's 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 just a smokescreen. Really, we're dealing with psychology with people. We're dealing with how the force of the state will be administered in society. We're well, dealing the state with the state doesn't have there. any force because the state is a fiction. What we're dealing with is people that have mental problems. That's what we're really dealing with. <laughs> well, do, do you do you realize in in broader historical context there was war, wars between the freemen of common law jurisdictions and, and and the slaves of the Roman Empire? I don't believe there were any slaves, but I do believe that there were people that believed that they were slaves and they were told that they were slaves. Well, when, I don't when believe that there were any chains slaves. and they're being whipped, uh, it's pretty self-evident that they're cha- they're slaves. I think there were men that were abused and mistreated, and I think they were convinced that they were slaves, or they were talked into it, or they believed that they were, but I don't okay, believe well, that there are any slaves. It's a semantical argument. I recognize the legitimacy of your underlying point. But, 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 but the point is that there, there's a significant difference in the order of the structures of the societies. Our common law tradition has, 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 has a tradition of freedom and liberty and honesty and non-coercion for our people. The Roman I disagree. Empire I disagree. Contra- I disagree. Huh? I disagree. I disagree. You're talking about the good old days when we used to have when everything when we had the founding fathers and the slave owned and they and they said that all white men were all white no, men I, were free. And you're talking about the good old days of the republic and the good old days when we didn't have coercion, we didn't have corruption, we didn't have embezzlement, we didn't have any of those things. I don't I don't agree that there were the, any good old days. This has always been going on down through history. What we're dealing with are men and women that need to be straightened out. You don't recognize any difference between common law cultures and the culture of the Roman Empire? I think there were groups of men and women here and there through down through history. I have no first-hand knowledge, but I believe that there were, based on reports, men and women that were happy, healthy, they were free, they 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 contributed and shared and had free societies, and I believe that there were also societies in which people enslaved each other and treated each other horribly. And what we have right here, right now, that we're all experiencing is some kind of a mix and blend between the two. Yeah, 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 because the forces of evil have came, come in and taken over our, 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 our libertarian common law uh, due process of law traditions. You try to get jury trial nowadays, it's almost impossible. That, that used to, in ideal cultures, common law tradition, that was, that was available at the snap of the fingers. My point is there's profound differences in the cultures that, that between uh, uh, Anglo-American common law and Roman civil municipal law, which is the laws of slave trading empires. And we've experienced hostile takeover by, by the forces of the Roman Empire, and that's why we're being reduced to a bunch of slaves, and our, our status as common law freemen is being taken away from us. Well, we we sign up every day to agree to play the role of debtors. A debtor. You, is you, not, you, 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 you're, you're dovetailing into the law of contracts, which has nothing to do with the manner in which the evil empire of of force administration is being implemented against us. The common law is all about the administration of force, whether or not it's lawful or unlawful. And those contracts are just a big fat excuse to to administer force against us unlawfully. That, well, hello. That's the whole big thing. Debtors. We, we signed up as far as debtors. 
presidents, and the list goes on. Yeah. That was your original sin. Yeah. Well, yes. that, that, that's a contract. See, it, it, contracts are unenforceable if, if they're unconscionable. In fact, there has to be a breach of the peace before any force can be applied in a common law jurisdiction. Do you believe that we live in a common law jurisdiction? We're supposed to. We're constitutionally required to, but it's been subjected to hostile takeover by the deceivers. It's difficult to. It's difficult to prove anything. How do you how do you prove corruption? How do you prove that that we've been taken over? How do you prove that we live in a, under military rule? How do you prove? That there's a trust going as a situation. How do you how do you prove anything? It's very difficult to prove anything. I believe that the only way you can prove something is when somebody ends up agreeing with you. Until someone agrees with you, you haven't really proved anything. It's very difficult. Well, to, proof and evidence are two different things. Or get yourself out. Sufficient evidence constitutes proof. You can produce you can produce all the evidence you want to convince me that. Um, so and so happened. You can you can flood me with evidence, but you haven't proved it to me. The only way you can prove it to me is if I end up agreeing with you and I say yes, I, I now believe I share that belief with you. Until that point, you can shower me with evidence, but it doesn't prove anything. Do you know what the you, reasonable man doctrine is? Yeah, and I was thinking about that the other day. What would a reasonable? What conclusion would a reasonable man come to? Would a reasonable man, if you show people nature, would a reasonable man come to the conclusion that God created this in seven days? What is a reasonable man? Well, the, the seven-day creation thing is, is a technicality that's based on Bible law, I think. that, that I don't think that really has a big Technicality? Our, our reference to, to what's reasonable. Um, well, yeah. Sure. What is reasonable? What What is reasonable? If people say, if people say, I think, I think it's reasonable to assume that the Chinese are going to come and invade us. What would a reasonable? What is a reasonable man? If you believe that that man standing there is the president of the United States, is that what a real man? Is that a conclusion that a reasonable man would come to? If you're just looking at a man wearing a costume, putting on a big act, what is a reasonable man? What kind of conclusions do what we call reasonable men come to? It's very hard to define that. If you're familiar with common law due process, reasonable man is well defined. Every every common law maxim claims to have the mandate of reasonable men. The whole law of trespass trespass and breach of the peace and peace officers is all about keeping the peace. Uh, and, And that has nothing to do with contracts. It's about keeping the peace. And um, that, that, that reasonable men recognize that, yeah, it's really, really important to keep the peace. Yeah. Is there ever a good reason, ever a good reason, to kick somebody out of their house? The guy that's kicking you out of the house is not being very peaceful. Can you think of a good reason to turn off somebody's water or kick them out of their house? Is there any good reason to do such a thing to your fellow human being? And the people that are doing this are breaking, violating the peace, and they're saying, well, because I'm wearing this costume and I have this court order and I have this authority to do it, I'm going to do it to you. Well, can, can I, I can't, I, I can't can think I of a good reason. Can I tell you the common law case law to answer that question? 
the, the only reason that there is one single reason for for ha- having a peace officer come out and point a gun at somebody and tell them to get out of that house. That is if the person in the house that that is being considered being evicted has 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 himself engaged in violence recently in in, in taking the house away from the person that's bringing him the complaint against him. Okay, can I can I stop you on this? Sure. I have been I have been evicted of my home, and what I years ago what I read is a a uh, local police um, officer, chief of police cannot come on your land because it's civil. Okay, so when when it goes into eviction. It's it's the sheriff department. So the sheriff department comes out. So why would you have the local police chief come out? And I, I guess my question is, <clears throat> okay, I'm going over the. My my question is, the local police station cannot come out to your home. If it if it is civil, civil would be eviction, correct? Are they going to use force against you? That's a, that's the thing. Is these people threaten to use force to evict you out of the house? That would go back to the sheriff's department. Violence is yeah, physical violence is criminal. Civil is written or spoken. Okay. As far as I can tell. So I had I had both. They end up lying. All right. They so, end you, up, so you didn't my, conduct. So under his definition of common law, breach of the peace and being violent, I'm sure you weren't violent, were you? You didn't conduct no. any violence. So this is all over money, isn't it? It's all over payments and debts. There's still, I don't see a reason why that's not a good enough reason to me to tell someone to get out of the, a shelter that we need on this earth. Human beings need shelter. Animals don't, but human beings do. And to escort someone out of their of a shelter, out of a house, is inexcusable to me. It's inexcusable, and and it it just irks me that people are so in love with this money system. And your your neighbors will look at you being escorted out of the house and say, "Good, she deserved it. She didn't yep. pay her bills." Yeah, I, I don't. I can't. This behavior is abhorrent to me. Yep, I agree with you. But no, yeah, and, and, the, no, the and, thing and, that I was trying to to add is. Okay, you got the sheriff, you got the sheriff's cell, then you got the sheriff to invict you. So, okay, that's a whole separate issue, right? Okay. So then you get the local township who will not do anything or they are not allowed to do anything that has to do with civil. They only have to deal with criminal. So how were they allowed to be on my land when it's civil. Right. If you if you have not been violent with anyone, when is it time to take the direct approach and say, you know, I don't want to play with this game with you because it's because you're because I need this shelter to survive on this planet. It's not this is not a game, and I don't want to play this dress up make believe society role playing acting game with you. Stop what you're doing. If you haven't been violent. 
That's my question is when is it time to take off the gloves and say, you know what, drop the act. I don't want to play this anymore. Go away. Well, the, the, now the whole thing of it is when I was invected, it was one thing with the sheriff's department, but when it came down to the township. Yeah. Well, they're all playing different roles, right? And they want you to play along with it. And if you play that game, you're the one escorted out because you're the, you're the non-paying taxpayer. You're the non-paying mortgager. And that's what they've labeled you as. And then, then they say, well, we want you to play this role, and we're going to play this role. Well, you know what? It's not funny, and it's not a role-playing game when you're being escorted out of a house that you need to live. That's a matter of survival. And this is my question. is I, I don't have any patience for people anymore that want to keep playing this game and keep playing it and keep playing it and keep playing it. We're talking about real life here. We're talking about survival on this planet. I don't live in a state, and I don't live in a society. I live amongst people. I live on a planet here, and I live in a house, and I need that house. And if I'm not harming anybody, I want people to leave me alone. Leave, let me, don't come in here and say we're, we're threatening to use violence against you, to kick you out of this house over some Federal Reserve swindling fiat funny money. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. The, the whole thing of it is that the local cops shouldn't have been there. Well, according to the roles that they're playing, they're all categorized in their different roles. And so the police play one role, the marshal sheriff plays another role, the homeowner plays another role, everybody plays their different roles. Now, this is what people have gone through through centuries, and people are on these talks talking about this forever and forever, because we're trying to figure out how do I play this game and still get to keep my stuff. Well, these people don't want you to keep your stuff. They want to take away your stuff. They want to pretend to loan you money, and then you put up your mortgage, you put up your house and your tractor and your farm and all of your goods for collateral, and they swindle people. The object of the game is to take everything away from you. People are trying to figure out, how can I play this game and keep my stuff? These people don't want you to keep your stuff. The thing of this, they don't even have collateral. Hey, Bob, can I make a comment? Yeah. Yes, please. Um... The way that you just express yourself and your position when it comes to, you know, having one's home taken, it is my belief that if you can express that clearly before a circuit court judge, if not the Supreme Court, I think any reasonable person would agree with you. I don't see how anyone cannot agree with you. And even if they do disagree with you, meaning meaning the court, the judge, the justice, whoever, if they put that in writing, it's, you could take that, and from my position, you could literally take that decision of them telling you that you have no right to own and that they can't throw you out of your property, then you would have justification to protect your home from anyone who tries to take it from you because you would have in writing that, that they're nothing more than criminals and they they should be treated as, as such. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think I, what, you're, what you're saying is get it in writing, and I doubt that you're going to get it in writing. What I've come to the conclusion that the only thing that makes people back off is if you embarrass them. If you shame them and embarrass them and show them up, show them to be the frauds that they are, if you can successfully do that, then you can get these people to back off. 
But unfortunately, most of the people embarrass the themselves team, though, but not in front of like uh, the front of their peers or nothing. Otherwise, they're just going to come back at you a little harder. I you got to be careful with that. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's a psychological game. It's really not a legal game. It's a psychological game. Somebody said thought that uh, that you were trying to you know like do this until like you know like you would tell you get everybody to back off, but. Also, it sounds like sometimes yeah. it's like where it's like that's no like like there's no more alternative. So um, that's that's usually natural law, though. That's like like some people call it like law of self-preservation or rule of self-help or something like that, where you got to do anything necessary to you know defend yourself or or you know like just to you know make them stand down or whatever, which yeah. is you know not what I advocate, obviously. But well, well that's, that's the case. Confusing stuff would, like Charles does. This but is anyway. where I can't. I can't understand. Yes, and and this is why I can't understand why more people aren't supportive. When when you get escorted out of your house, or you or you can't afford the water bill or the electric bill, and they shut it off, instead of your friends and neighbors encouraging you and supporting you, they 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 say, well, you deserved it. And I and I'm like, why do why do people think that way? If if I'm surrounded by people with this debtor slave mentality. Yeah, and it, you know it's what? Hard, though, it's hard to it's hard to make yeah, these points. Yeah. You know, and, and, well, and you know what though, Bob? They're so they're so in that system right there. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to trying to make a little argument case here, but like, I believe that 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 in itself, if if it ever is going to change, that's going to be evolutionary. That's going to take generations, if at all possible. I mean, it's a nice you know some nice ideas you're spewing out there. I like that stuff, but. Uh, maybe we just got to try to get a little more on the level with them, too. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I write out remittances now, and I try to hold people in breach of contract. I'm trying to do something in the interim now to where I can stop stop using this Federal Reserve swindling money. And, and what, I'm, what, what happened is over the centuries, overt slavery got curtailed back about a couple of hundred years ago. Overt slavery got curtailed by public opinion. And maybe in the future... Like you say, it takes a long time. Maybe people will stop using this funny money and start contributing and donating and doing charity. Maybe that will happen in the future. But I'm looking for something to do right now. So what I'm doing right now is I turn every bill that comes in here, the so-called bill, I write it out, send it back as a remittance, and most of the time these people go away. The toughest nut to crack for me has been the water and power bills. These people will not – I'm writing out – notices and I, I quote the laws and I shove it back in their face and well, write all, all the stuff and these the water and power are the two that went all the other ones the IRS went away the Long Beach Superior Court went away the credit card companies went away the California Franchise Tax Board went away all these people backed off and went away right the one that, bills, that exactly the utility bills you're paying a month a month of a head uh-huh. And that's that's the reason why they won't back off. Yeah. If you allow me, I share my own experience. Is okay for a few minutes? Yeah. And what happened to me is that I my house has protected, but uh, by husband and wife by entirety, and it passed a statute of law. They couldn't take the house because my husband didn't file bankruptcy with me. And I was the only one that filed the bankruptcy. And judge came and said that, oh, because you transfer your uh, property to husband and wife by uh, entirety, uh, and joint by entirety, now uh, you did this. Uh, uh, we're going to uh, avoid that one, and we raised it to the 
chasing gold or uh, my trustee name. And when they did that, I said that who's, who is the, the creditor? Who should I pay? I want it. I give them the dispute notice. I give them uh, default judgment. I give them everything. Tell me who should I pay? Who should I settle with? Because I filed Chapter 11. They converted to Chapter 7. They want a property. That means that they changed the monopoly game rules to their own benefit. Even it was false, fraudulent, they converted, even take advantage of that. And they took me out by U.S. Marshal force from my property without any right, without any creditors. I don't have a secure uh, debt. I don't have any unsecured debt. I didn't have a judgment. I didn't have any lien, nothing. And they changed the rules, and they say that because you didn't rebut it, then we traced it to the trustee gold, uh, trustee name. You didn't rebut it, and it passed six months. That means we did it right. I said, who said the man is held by lash? You cannot do that. This is my property. You did everything based on fraud. You don't have any facts. You don't have any evidence. You don't have anything, and I ask you, even I terminate them. I terminate the trustee. I withdraw my petition. They change the rule, and they think that, okay, if 100% of people come to the bankruptcy court and 99%, we're going to take everything from them, and one person going to fight for with us, it's worth it. It's worth it. And they, she's going to give up because... She might not have the money. We took her money. She might not have the time. Uh, she don't know have the knowledge. She doesn't. She cannot hire anything. And this system of the debt collector are so greedy, so greedy that they do break all the rules. That even their own statute law, even their you, own statute rules. You and say. They you do say. Whatever you... it takes to take everything from you. You you say that you were evicted? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even my husband was not part of bankruptcy. They couldn't do that. But they came and give a bankruptcy court give the judgment to my husband. That was not in bankruptcy. He was not part of my bankruptcy case. And they give him judgment in order to raise the property to Jason Gold. I say that what? okay, mechanical lien. I put I build this house. This is belongs to me. They said they're we're gonna raise, uh, remove that one. And I put a claim court. I put, uh, I did a claim court, and I said, this is my property, and I'm fighting through the claim court. It's a uh, common law. Did you yeah. have a? Were you paying a mortgage at the time when you asked who the creditor is? What did they mm-hmm. tell you? The prop, the the good about my property is that I had a construction line of credit. And the construction line of credit never become permanent and never become lien, never become judgment. And the lender become bankrupt four or five years before I filed bankruptcy. But when I filed bankruptcy and I stopped paying them, it was the time that I find that they send me charge off and they put a balance of zero. Balance zero, charge off. I said, that what's going on? And I stopped paying them, and they tried to foreclose the property, and I said that I go through bankruptcy, and I find that who, who is the real lender or who should I pay, and I find that there is no lender, there is no lien, there is 
everything just set up to get everything because they couldn't, um, they, they, they'd never convert my uh, line of credit to permanent loan. And for this reason, everything based on the fraud, everything yeah. affidavit of the, uh, the uh, whoever said that we are servicing is fraud, under perjury, yeah. everything is for fraud, 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 fraud. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. then I went to my property. They, uh, they came and evicted me and put me in jail for trespassing. And I said that this is my property. Who said it's not my property? Come here. I want to settle with whoever I say I owe them. I come forth. I want to settle. And they dropped the trespassing. But I went to jail for one day, two days. One night, two days, and now they want to charge the criminal content against me because uh, I didn't follow judge order. I said, okay, show me the order that is signed, is uh, executable, executable. That means that it has power. The order didn't have uh, none of the order has a signature. The, none of the order has a court sealing. Nothing. What, what uh, territory? What territory was this in? What geographical area? In Virginia. In Virginia. Okay. In Virginia. Okay. And this, it's hundred percent. Everybody back up each other. Everybody because they think it's a big case, big money, and they should have it. That is, that's a greed. Only based on greed, they should have it. And I shouldn't take care of it. I, I, the one that built it, shouldn't have it. And they they deserve to have it. I don't know for what reason. For what reason? They think that they should have it, not me. They have a right to free house, not myself, that build it and own it. I have a general warranty deed. I have a, even I have a certificate affidavit of release And they have only, they put a uh, general, uh, special warranty deed based on a special warranty and based on the consideration of $10, $10. How, how long ago did this happen? Are you living at another place now? Last year, it was, tomorrow is the anniversary that they evict me. And since they evict me, uh, I, I am homeless. I live in one bedroom and I'm still fighting. I never give up and I'm not going to give up. Not for myself, not for other people. Yeah. But yeah. Can, can I make a quick suggestion? Because I, I live in Virginia myself. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm. I'm going to tell you what I did in a, a situation um, in which I tried to uh, act as uh, Sixth Amendment counsel for my cousin dealing with a, um, a, a an alleged speeding ticket. Um, the district court judge. Um, he was well aware that I was coming in under the Judiciary Act, um, even the um, Attorney General's Act. He knew before that I was going to go on, going to court that I was representing my my cousin. Um, however, he threatened to uh, throw me in jail for the practice of law. So of course I, I didn't represent my cousin at the time. I said fine, but eventually what I did, I filed a criminal complaint with the FBI against this judge. This was about a, a close to a year and a half ago. Of course, at this point in time, the FBI, they, they've taken no action. But I'm saying this to say to you, 
what I recommend to you so that you can have you will have paperwork showing that you reached out to I the, did even even uh, I went before the eviction I filed a criminal complaint but it's a criminal uh, uh, complaint to FBI and I said that okay this guy uh, acting above the law and uh, color uh, abusing of the color of law mm-hmm. and I I filed it for them and nobody cares Nobody cares. I this trustee has too much power, too much power and connection that everybody wants to back up him. I don't know for what reason. Three lawyers came to my criminal contempt in order to make me to have a, uh, they charge me for criminal contempt. Three lawyers. And I just went there and I avoided. I said, who did I injure? Where is the valid order? There is a valid order that I didn't listen or the, I didn't follow. Who has a right to give my husband a uh, judgment when he didn't file bankruptcy? Right, Show me right. the law. Show me the law. Show me the law. Show me the law that you uh, you could evict my husband from the property. Show me the law that I couldn't settle with a valid, verifiable uh, claim or debt. But. It is my right to settle. You cannot say that you have to just leave. Who should I settle with? And how many times I say that you trust interfere with my right to trial by jury because every time I file something, I say that I require to, uh, trial by jury. And you didn't, you totally ignore me because you have power, you have connection. Everybody listen to you, or everybody afraid of you. I, I, it was so surprising for me that everybody uh, covering for them. For some reason, they are above the law, above everything. I don't know how they treat them, treated them, or what they do. That everybody wants to just obey them, obey uh-huh. whatever they say and do. And this is what amazes me, that people still think that this is a great system. They still endorse this. People still support it. And all your friends and neighbors are going to clap. When you're evicted out of that house, they're going to say, good, you deserved it. This is, this yeah. is disgusting to me. Yeah, nobody, nobody believed it, that what I learned and what I went through to get to this point. But I share it with you guys that not... I say that we have the best system, judicial system in the whole world in America, based on the uh, <clears throat> what is Bill of Rights, uh, seven, uh, seven, seven Amendment Bill of Rights, that for $20 you can ask for trial by jury. No other country has this kind of the power. And I still people take advantage of the system because nobody asks for their right. Nobody fights them. Nobody said that we have the best system. Why we don't use it for to benefit us, to protect yeah. us? Well, the system looks good on paper. When you see it written down, it looks fantastic. That's why people come to this country. Yeah. They say, "Well, on paper, no, it looks because, great." No, it's because people never learn to use it. People, they don't know how to use it. Everybody well, a- say as soon as they say that. Okay, for example, my husband. He go. He knows that, but. Uh, how hard I study. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. Nobody, and he always tells me, go get a lawyer, go get a lawyer, because people brainwash that the only one that understands and can help you is a lawyer. 
but they don't get it that that lawyer is with the system, and the lawyer is supposed to protect them. They have to obey the uh, what is this uh, uh, with, uh, bar bar codes. They have to protect the bar association, not you. They have to just protect each other. But unfortunately, people brainwash so much on the TV and on the program that all you have to do is just depend on the lawyer, pay the lawyer, they're going to take care of you, and never tell them that you have to go and learn for yourself and find your right and fight for your right. And it's not easy. It's not easy, but... One person at a time, whoever wake up has to teach another person by patience. By exactly. pa- to have a patience. We shouldn't put down anybody. We should encourage one step at a time. Exactly. One person at a time, one man at a time. We yeah. shouldn't put anybody down. Because it's hard. We brainwash for year, years. God knows 200 years our mother, my father, our past generation. All of them, they thought that this is the system we have to obey and we have to follow. Now suddenly we say that, no, you shouldn't do that. Everybody thinks that we are crazy. Yep. Join that. They need to stop with that shit, that noise there. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. I hope it's helped. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, uh, somebody like Cheyenne is very intelligent, and she knows how to fill out paperwork. She knows how to go into these courthouses. She knows how to do all this stuff. A lot of people do, and they get the same results as you did. I mean, everybody's getting the same results. So how smart do you have to be to make a difference, to keep your house? How smart do you have to be to keep your house? That's ridiculous. You have to be intelligent to keep your house? Yeah, I, I dare suggest it's not a question of intelligence, it's a question of courage. Yep. I would agree. Well, okay. I mean I I think I think more and more people are waking up and what's gonna happen is that someone is gonna put their foot down and say, No more of this and they're gonna flip out like we just saw in um who is this? Uh, God, it's just on the news here. Maybe not for those same reasons. You know, I'm not saying I agree with what, what happened, but someone's going to, you know, start defending their property and their rights. And they're made to look like a lunatic too in the in the press and the media. They they they're made to look like they're a violent nutcase because, yeah. like, if if this girl that was just talking, if she, you know, said, oh, "I'm not going to take this anymore," huh? they're going to make her look like a, you know, this is how this is. It's a psychological. This is this is trickery. This is mastery. This is so so. I don't want to use words like corrupt and evil, but it's just it's just. Uh, you know, there has to be. There has to be a more direct approach to this to cut through the nonsense. Just, exactly. just slice right if, through if it. Someone, exactly. If someone can end up putting that up, and also if we can follow, for the ones who don't have the time who are working, or who is homeless. Yeah. Um, if we cannot do something to help everyone, put it into the courthouse, I'm sorry, not courthouse, court, and end it. Yeah. Yep. 
And if anybody's thinking about doing anything, you know, I would highly suggest that you have paperwork somewhere showing your efforts to correct an issue. You can always do. You can always do the uh, writ of error, yeah. or I mean, you, filing yeah. filing into your case the error. Yeah, because if if you go out here and do something crazy and, and hurt somebody, hurt one of these public officials, uh, like like Bob said, they're going to try to make you look crazy. So, oh, uh, we're not. Your... No, 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 no. We're not into that. Sorry, oh, no. we're into peace <laughs> and love. Sonia, I'm in the peace too. Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia, where are you? We're I'm in the peace and love. <laughs> that is kind of what's been happening out there with that self-bubble crap, you know. That's I. Hey, I don't mean to change topic for a second, but uh, I might have to go soon. This is Money Mike. Is Charles still on there? I want to ask you a question real quick, Charles. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Money hey. Mike. Hi, hi, Cheyenne. Hello, everybody. Um. I got a question, Charles. It's been a while, but uh, I, 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 even though even though some people just back in the past used to not agree with stuff you said or whatever it was, but I'm interested. Um, what I want to do is I want to like go back to some calls that you've been on and maybe you know maybe dissect them a little and see what I can learn from you. And I was just wondering what uh, what calls what talks you calls you used to go on a lot. Um. Uh. Uh, I've got. Sorry, didn't my mean. Own I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pose such a difficult question there. Forgive me. No, it's not a difficult. That was question. a very difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only serious, Charles. You're you're a good guy, man. All right. Well, thank you. Um, let me post the link to um, my okay. General Congress webpage, and okay. um, uh, it, well, in um, post it uh, in the chat board there, and then I'll yeah. get it later on chat grabber. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, if you're yeah. not tuned in right now, you'll have to pick yeah. it up on ChatGrabber. But uh, yeah, maybe fine. I can articulate it here. Um, yeah, it's uh, USA Constitutional Government Organizing and talks you here. Uh, that's a, a plethora, and here is the web link being posted for those that are tuning in. Yeah, there's the web link to my TalkShoe page. A lot of recordings there of my past discussions and stuff and I guess I can post my home web page too um, um, also here um, which is similar to the Black's Law Dictionary one um, and um, but but things are moving fast and, and I dare suggest it, rather than listening to they're trying to wade through archives to, to find the gems. It, um, uh, I'm available to participate in, in, in good conferences like this uh, for people that are serious about bringing about the fundamental paradigm shift changes that we need to implement in order to, to, to bring about more righteous and honorable uh, and, and, and compassionate government. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that wants to, I, I, I'm in on that one. I, I'm, I'm. My life is dedicated to the cause of establishing God's holy kingdom on this earth. Okay. And, yeah, because I, I don't. Uh, yeah, because I try not to. Because uh, I try not. I try not to preach cases, chaos and confusion like certain callers every once in a while on these shows. And I gotta, you know, to clarify. 
this this is uh because yeah, I've changed a lot and since since then over the last few several months since we last spoke even though it was only for a few seconds the last time back in the summer or late summer last year. <clears throat> I'm I'm glad you're refreshing my memory there and um um you speaking positively of me in this public forum uh, but. Uh, these are other people's forums, and and um, uh, uh, I, I just want to I, I I desire to bring together communities of people that that are, are are willing to put their shoulder to the wheel, willing to to assist in carrying the burdens, in organizing, so that we can depend on each other. And 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 like Bob there in California, I believe he's got valuable insight into paying off bills. I'm trying to organize local townships and precincts right here in Clackamas County, Oregon, but I don't know how to offer people the ability to pay off bills. If we can network with 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 people like Bob that that, that apparently are successfully getting a lot of their bills discharged, when I'm typing up my handout material to go out to get people to join in a township community level government and a precinct level community government under true common law, I can add the additional incentive to say, hey, we know people in California that know how to get your bills paid. You know, people are going to run to that like crazy if if we're offering to pay people's bills and stuff like that. We, we can build massive numbers in our own local communities and take our, 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 our entire counties convert them from from municipal Roman evil empire form of government, slave trading form of government, over to righteous freeman common law form of government. Awesome. Thank you. I, I like to think it's a grand vision that I have in my brain. But it's a, but it's all uh, it's all Roman stuff. It ain't like uh, Ottoman or any of the other Mongolian type uh, environments or Sharia stuff. It's still the Roman, huh? Pretty much. To my mind, there's only two basic models of government. There's the top-down authoritarian coercive form of government, and there's a multitude of different uh, labels attached to different forms of that. they got feathers arranged in different manners, but, but it's all coercive. It's all unconscionable. It's all just do what the guy with the gun says. And the other is consensus-based and consent-based. That, that's common law, uh, Anglo-American, Freeman type of government. And 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 um, that's where we need to be. The model is fairly clear from our common law history of 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 what can be done practically in our modern days to 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 bring about uh, uh, these types of changes. And and, and the, the 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 modern history in America is quite clear. The Roman municipal slave traders' jurisdiction is only here because the people are too incompetent to responsibly self-govern in their own communities. If we start self-governing in our own local townships and precincts, then guess what? The county will be required because will become the county governing body. The association of county precincts is the governing body of the county. And common sense usually is the best way to go about it without any kind of, you know, getting in any rhetoric and, and, and any kind of, you know, like uh, advanced stuff like with the laws and stuff. It's just like it is that it is. That would, would be the best way. But, you know, then again, you know, for all and I'm just, I'm just theorizing. 
Well, these these conversations need to be expanded, and and uh, um, I, I, I'm dedicated to this whole world. Uh, anybody that's 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 working on uh, bringing serious empowerment and 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 uh, to, to our common people to to release us from the chains of bondage of the evil empire of Rome, then then. Um, um, Please, you know, uh, uh, be in contact with me through the web links. I'll post my phone number and uh, email address in the chat window also. And and so anybody and everybody, uh, I'm tuned in to phone conferences and uh, anything to help bring about the, the, the paradigm shift, the revolution that we need in order for our people to breathe free again. I, I get claustrophobic. I, I, I hate this so much. I can't hardly breathe. Well, let, let me ask you something. You, I'm sure you got your feelers out, but are you familiar with uh, whole communities of people that are like-minded in this, that are living with a different mindset, and they and they they don't? In other words, I'm surrounded by people that believe that if you don't pay your bills, you should be punished. I'm looking for a community of people, and and I'm talking about a lot. I'm talking about like like how the so-called American Indians out on the Pine Ridge and the Rosebud Reservations. I the Balkans, mean, uh, the Balkans, live in, is it living in the mountains or somewhere in the Russians? Uh, the ones, you know, the, the ones that really that live to like be like, I don't know, 140 years old or something like that, that, that nice little mountain community they got over there. Yeah. In, in where at? In what territory? Is it, is it Balkan or is it somewhere in Russia? I, don't know, I forgot where it is. It's somewhere in the East, uh, somewhere in East Europe. Uh, I forgot yeah. what it was, but uh, they have a lot of centenarians up there. I'm keeping my eyes open for for somewhere you know locally around here where there's there's whole communities of like-minded people that that Adam, Adam, Adirondack Mountains too. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of real bad examples of people trying to you know do. Uh, yeah, the cops. Yeah, the cops came in. They were messing with one guy, and then a whole bunch of squad cars came in, and then next time before you know it. Uh, 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 all the policemen were missing, and they had to cover it up to make sure nobody knew about it or something like that. I don't know if that story was true or not, but that's apparently the story. Yeah. Hey, Bob, what part of the state are you on? Uh, the, the the place they call Southern California. You need you need to look up uh, Bob Schaefer if you're way down there, way south down there. Bob Schaefer? Yeah, yeah. he's on. He's on Tad's show on Wednesday, although they haven't added the last couple of weeks. So I'm kind of worried about him. Yeah, on on a talk show. Yeah, he's he's been on. He, if you uh, hang on a second, you guys go ahead. I'll jump in when I think of. Uh, yeah. uh, so a guy named Bob Schaefer, and he's kind of in this general area, huh? So Angela Stark is. I heard of him. Yeah, I heard of him, but. Yeah. I only just started listening to him because I, I, I collect tons of talks you uh, host and such. Yeah. This pause is brought to you by Kellogg's. No, <laughs> okay, okay, I, uh, okay, um, Bob, I, 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 I'm not going to invent Carl Lentz anymore. How's about that? Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl's a real if space, character. If Phase One is around here, then then we, they would have knew what that was about. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just go a few episodes back. Yeah. I, I like listening. Huh? 
Is that a cooler? There you go. I, I can't I can't hear you. At least Carl knows. At least Carl knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's knows kind of what? Of, uh, he, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got, got a lot of what? Yeah, I like listening to Carl. Uh, I like listen to I like listen to a lot of different people. As there's a hundred hey, ways to skin a cat. Hey, hey Bob, yeah. um, did you? I thought you talked with Carl one time. Was it on Angela's show before he we stopped for a while? Uh, was uh, or did you call into his show once? I I haven't gone back to any of Carl's episodes and I haven't backtracked. But I thought you had a couple of couple of one on ones in the past. I couldn't remember if that was true or not. Did you do that? No, it wasn't me. No. Okay, I thought you did. That would have been very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I called into Mark Stevens one time to talk to him, chat with him a little bit. But I, I have a lot of questions about, you know, Gene Keating and uh, and uh, Patrick Devine. And, and I've listened to a lot of these people over the years. And uh, they all have different techniques and different approaches. It's like Cheyenne said, you know, when somebody said, well, why don't you do the quiet title? And she goes, well, that's not my style. I don't feel comfortable with that. The thing is, everybody's looking for a, everybody's looking for an approach that feels comfortable to them, that they can kind of settle in, yeah. that feels right for them. And it's kind of difficult because everybody's got a lot of solutions, but it's like there's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like music yeah. or some other hobby, you know. Right, you know, right. It's like that. Or another role you got to fit in, something like that. You know, you want it. You want to kind of like do what you know is necessary and proper, but at the same time, it's like you do kind of still got to get on their level a bit to get get them down to yours or something like that, or even up to yours. Uh huh. And what feels something comfortable like or moral to someone doesn't feel comfortable and moral to somebody else. And yeah. so uh, I, I I'm trying to put this all together. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of information out there. Hey, hey! I remembered uh, how to find Bob. You, you got to punch up uh, Apollo Bob, and it, you got to Bob Schaefer. Yeah, you can't search it. You have to type in Apollo Bob. Okay, Apollo Bob. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Hey, California Bob. Do you got any? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So he's still. He's in his seventies. He's still working. His dad's in his 90s. He says he's still working on cars. Yeah. Uh, and he, I mean, he's real. He's really sharp. He's really got good stuff. And yeah. some of it, more along the lines like you're talking about. He talks yeah. about setting foundation. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you guys would get along good. Hey, California Bob, do you do you yourself have, have any little info links or anything that you can post in it? Uh, put uh, put in to the chat board. No, no, I, I don't have anything. I, I'm so, I'm still. I feel like I don't really have anything to offer people. Still, I, I feel like I'm still learning. Other than so. theories. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. You're you're cool. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. But I, yeah, I, no, I, that's fine. Yeah, I don't really feel like I have anything concrete to offer people like here you go here's here's it shouldn't be concrete works. you know though it really shouldn't be though i mean it's just yeah. we, something we throw out there we try to didact it or, or whatever fancy schmancy word i'm trying to say and then uh you know and then we just try to come to conclusion simple as that we use what we get huh yeah that's what it's all about yeah or to quote or to quote john man and, 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 and that's what that's all about you know <laughs> yeah. 
you know. Yeah. Well, it's just it's nice to get around uh, people that are actually discussing this stuff because the people that I've been around my entire life are on the opposite side of the fence, and it's it's very it's kind of lonely uh, to to have this frame of mind and be surrounded by people that. That, that endorse this, this 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 judicial system and this commercial system and this debtorship and, and people love it and they endorse it and they support it and 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 I don't want to I don't want to I don't want people to I've been talked into it my whole life and I participated and it always made me feel uncomfortable and now I'm learning why I felt so uncomfortable participating in the system because I don't like this system it doesn't feel comfortable it's like it's not my culture it's like I'm a I feel like a foreigner here and I'm trying to find a community of people that don't sit around the dinner table and talk about their taxes and their debts and their mortgages and how to refinance and how to get better interest payments and how to go to court and I I don't want I don't want to hear that stuff. I want to I want especially to, I want to hear, if um especially if you're trying to clarify with them what it's all about and then they get all defensive and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And I don't want to get in arguments or offend people, but I don't want to have these I want to talk to free I want to I want to talk to people who have a free frame of mind, a free man, a free, you know, and I know that's a, a, a bastardized word, but I'm talking about people who think free and they don't have a debtor mentality. And it's, it's difficult because I'm surrounded by people that are working off their debts and they don't think anything of it. I don't understand why people aren't more offended. Righteous indignation. I don't understand why people don't get up and say, how dare you call me a debtor? I don't, why do people em, embrace this? It just, it just, uh, I don't know. It just baffles me, and I, and I don't want to argue with people. You know, if that's how you want to live your life, you know. But then you're going to impose that on me. Now you're going to try to talk me into thinking and acting and dressing and speaking and thinking like a debtor, and I don't want to. <laughs> hey, Bob. Yeah. Uh, Charles Stewart here. Uh, um, can. Uh, uh, I suggest that um, uh, your 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 focus there on on the people that are uh, the, the vast majority of people around you that are ignorant and unconcerned and willing to be treated like a slave. Um, yeah, I'd like to respectfully suggest that that's not a good uh, focal point for your righteous energies. Because it's just going to depress you. Because because the sad fact is most of those people are quite happy to be contended slaves. Okay, what a much better outlet for your energies would be to look to to, to just recognize that 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 there's there's only a few gems out here. Maybe maybe like three percent of the population or something is people that are actually willing to to say no. I don't like this tyranny and despotism that's being engineered over us. I want to network with other people and um, um, that are, that 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 are are similarly inclined and willing to stand up and speak out against this tyranny and despotism. And 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 that's the area in which we need to be focusing our energies rather than bemoaning the 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 apathy. Of uh, uh, of the ignorant masses. Well, there's there's a uh, I don't want to use the word confrontation, but if if I'm not imposing my laws and statutes and codes, I'm not imposing this on other people. Other people are imposing it on me. If I move into a community where they burn witches at the stake, I could say to myself, Well, you know what? You're entitled to your beliefs. 
But what if, what if they point at me and call me a witch? And I'm saying, well, you know what? You're entitled to your beliefs, but those beliefs, whatever you believe is going to manifest itself outside of you. You're going to do what you believe. And so it's one thing to say, well, people are free to believe what they want to believe, but, but they're imposing it on me. This, I don't want this to be a conflict between me and other people. But at the same time, you're affecting my life when your beliefs affect my life. Right. So, right. so when people are saying you have to pay money to move into a house, you have to pay to live on this earth. You can't live on this earth for free because everywhere you go, you're trespassing on corporate land, company land, federal land, state land, county land, private land. You're trespassing. Everywhere you go on this earth, you're trespassing, and you have to pay someone rent and mortgage to live on this earth. And you have to pay for the food and water to exist on this planet. Now, this is what people believe, and they're manifesting that, and it affects my life. Because everywhere I go, people have their hand out saying, you've got to pay me. You're a debtor. And that affects my life. Now, I'm not pushing that on them, but they're pushing it on me. Now, I don't want to get into confrontations with people. And I know people are entitled to believe whatever they want to believe, and I should live and let live. I understand that. But I'm not, put, I'm not writing letters to people saying, you've got to get out of your house, and I'm turning off your water, and you have to pay for food. I'm not doing that to other people. Well, you referenced earlier the, the the issue of trespass. People are accusing um, trespass is a common law term. You're not the one doing the trespass if you're just in quiet, peaceable possession. Why can't it just be a law be, term? Huh? Why can't it just be a Why can't it just be a term of law or natural law of trespass? It is common law. Is natural law? Right. Okay, now, you can't breach. Peace. That's a natural well, law. I, well, I, now I understand that that all animals and all humans want their little private living area, and that's you know when you hold your arm out and you hold people at arm's length, you're saying don't invade my my personal space, my you know the, at arm's length, right? That's considered your space. And people have a living area where they they they're young, right? Animals, right? They in humans, we have a little secure, and we want that to be secure and private. But everywhere outside of your living area is public area. And when people tell me that I'm trespassing on this planet, in not in your private space, I understand the privacy issue, but in the public area, people are telling me, well, you're trespassing. This is private property. It's county property. It's right. right. You, you, try, you can't step over here, go over there. You can't stay near. This is a private shopping mall. This is a public, this is a private courthouse. This is right. Well, wait a minute. What happened to the earth? Where where did that go to? <laughs> the Earth got swallowed up into 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 being over there somewhere into zones. If you look at a map, and people say, "Well, why don't you go go live where people go? Just build a log cabin and be by." Well, show me on a map where somebody hasn't staked a claim, and people aren't going to come out and say, "Hey, you're on my property." Show me where it is, and I'll go there today. I'll move there. The, the Earth is gone. It's been swallowed up by property zones. And so everywhere, after you were born in that hospital, out of your mother's womb, everywhere you go from that point on, you're being accused of trespassing. In fact, you can't even stay in the hospital where you were born. They're going to ask you to leave. You can't, you can't stay anywhere. So in other words, I'm asking the question to myself over and over again, where do I belong on this earth? Where's, where's my house? If these people are charging me property tax and threatening to kick me out of this house if I don't keep paying them, I don't feel at home on this earth. Where where do you feel like you belong on this earth? Well, well, I, I'm experiencing the same battle you are. I'm in battle in a in a house foreclosure case 
against bankers right now. But but I've got technology where uh, if 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 worst case scenario the corruption's so bad in the legal case that I'm uh, uh, involved with that that. Uh, they railroad me after I've been in this house for nine months fighting the bankers over it. Um, if they railroad me out of here, I'll I'll, I'll go give five hundred or a thousand dollars to another guy that's facing foreclosure uh, uh, to get to get to get him to sign me a quit claim deed to to another vacant house, and I'll just land over there and I'll file a, a, a similar kind of lawsuit against a, a different group of bankers. Um, so so I, I'm pretty confident in my ability to maintain uh, a house over my head no matter what happens I need people surrounding me and if what you're kind of a life is that? when you were huh? born how come people didn't say welcome to the earth welcome you belong the world this is, is your home huh? we got a lot of stupid people and and greedy self-centered people on this planet you need to break away from how, uh, uh, being so fixated about how, uh, how terrible it is that we're surrounded by a bunch of stupid people uh, and or evil people that is a reality you're hollering yeah. and screaming about it ain't going to change it the only thing that's going to change it is you're learning to work with people that are righteous and willing to help cure the problem yeah yeah and in the meantime we do have to deal with these people on a daily basis, we have to deal with people on a daily basis. You can't well, avoid yeah, contact you with people. Surround yourself with other good people um, yeah. um, and work with them. Like your technology for paying people's debts. If if you can plug that into my common law township organizing efforts, we can we can make a package for people to start building their own ten yeah, household townships uh, and, and and precincts, and and we can start establishing grassroots common law jurisdictions. I'll tell you what. Let me talk up. about. Let me talk about the bill paying through remittances. Uh, I got to check something real quick here. I'll be back in like two seconds. Sure, but, sure. But uh, but uh, let me talk. There's a caveat to this the remittance thing that I've been doing for many years now. And and let me discuss that with you though. But uh, hold on a second. I got to check something real quick. All right. Our microphone's probably open for a moment here. Well, I guess it's just a moment. He's taken. I don't know. It's a bad. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll listen to you. I'll listen to you. Keep going. Well, I'm I, I'm good. I thought somebody else might be looking for an opportunity to squeeze in a question or a comment there. But I guess Bob's probably coming back quickly too here. So if he takes very long, pause, Bob. You, you can reply. Okay, yeah. Right. Oh. I enjoy good, healthy discussions like this. Steel sharpens steel. Sometimes, sometimes the sometimes my brain stops working though every once in a while. So sometimes, but I was I was fortunate to maintain somewhat of a dialogue with uh, your kind there. Uh, well, forgive me for forgive me for for addressing you as your kind. I don't know what, why I said that, but okay, maybe I'm... maybe it's just my brain stopping working right now. But hey, I'm just going to continue. We're... Pretty thick skin kind of fella. It has to be an obvious cut before I start getting my feathers ruffled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't hear you. When now? Yeah, I've been trying to listen out for you uh, recently. How long have you been? Has it been that long since uh, since I last heard you, or were you were you any, on any other ones? Uh, uh, over the last uh, six months or so, 
because uh, I haven't heard you since then. I've been trying to uh, get, a, you know, just listen in on it because I have, you know, a lot of talk show stuff and I can't, uh, couldn't find anything more that had you in it currently. Well, um, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, uh, let's just say, let's just say the last time I heard you was uh, last summer on uh, Angela's call back when Meryl France was on. Carl, the the call got cut off somehow, and then Carl uh, filled in, and then uh, I heard you two going back and forth. Well, actually, no, I was talking with Carl then, and then you you started going back and forth with Carl, and so it was a nice, entertaining episode. Yeah, yeah, Carl and I have had some history. Um, uh, I'm I, again, um, I'm really into networking and community building, and um, I can be persuaded to start up one of my own conferences or participate in somebody else's conference, probably with just a day or two's notice. Um, anytime yourself or anybody else wants to to pull out the um, sharp pencils and, and figure out what we're doing and where we're going and how to establish more accountable forms of government, um, especially with reference to our common law fundamentals. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm frequently available, especially for phone conferences. But uh, as you can kind of tell from my tone tone of voice, I uh, I, I I like to accomplish things that are meaning. I get impatient with people that are um, um, off in airy fairy land or, or just entangled in the commercial process. They don't want to talk about common law. Um, um, uh, yeah, at that point, I get frustrated yeah, yeah. Uh, uh if you if you want to hear a little bit about this um remittance uh thing that i'm doing i can i can tell you what i've done and uh but i'm not satisfied with it uh i have what's called a money template here that i use all the time and i've uh i've used it on about 10 credit cards and i use it with the irs i use it with the california franchise tax board I've used it with uh, Long Beach Superior Court. Uh, I've used it with uh, utility companies. Um, and here's here's what's good about it is these people back away and they leave me alone and they never bring any legal action and they never accuse me of doing anything illegal or or uh, they won't approach me. None of these agencies will approach me. The the bad part, the reason I'm not satisfied with is because I believe that they still have the charge. Now, the credit card companies discharge it the way they would a non-payment. But that's not, that's not my goal. My goal is to get it discharged in the normal, through the normal channels. Discharged yeah, so it clears regularly. up the credit rating, right? But, right, but they don't do that. And the, and the, I believe, I believe that the, all these other agencies out there, still have the charge on the books, even though they will not come after me. They leave me alone. What I use, here's my standard template. I use the uh, California Commercial Code Division Three Negotiable Instruments, Discharge and Payment. And this is the one that says, you're probably familiar with this, Section 3603. Uh, if, if the tender of payment is made to a party and the tender is refused, there is discharge to the extent of the amount of the tender. So this is the contract law between two legal persons that says if tender of payment is made, um, it, if, it's, if it's refused, there's an automatic discharge. 
So I throw that in their face, and that's coupled with the public laws of the United States under the statutes, uh, statutes at large. I got the PDF of, of this particular statutes at large, volume 18, uh, part one. And down here on page 113 is the provision that says that um, uh, every provision contained or made with respect to any obligation which purports to give the, give the obligee a right to require payments in gold or a particular kind of coin or currency or in an amount in money of the United States measured thereby is declared to be a, against public policy. Now, this is the law. This isn't the HJR 192. It's not the in-house memo. This is the public laws of the United States printed up in the statutes at large. So this, the, the, the two points that I make here is that the, the, under the California Commercial Code, it says if tenders refused, there is discharge. And then, and then when they say, well, wait a minute, you, offered t you tendered a payment, but it's not the type that we, we, we're requiring payment in a particular kind of uh, currency. That's when I say, well, here's the second part. You refer to the public laws of the United States. It says you, you gave up the right to require payments in a particular kind of coin or currency. Now, in addition to that, I add some of these Federal Reserve publications, uh, which indicate that a dollar bill is just, here's a quote from the Federal Reserve publication, Modern Money Mechanics, Federal, Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, quote, a dollar bill is just a piece of paper, deposits merely book entries. And I have a couple of other of these quotes that indicate that what I sent you is when I sign the bill, they send a bill, and I sign it like in, in the A for V type process, right? I send it back to them as a tender of payment with these uh, laws, these, these uh, uh, commerce laws uh, backing this up. And that's why they never come after me, but they don't discharge it. Mm -hmm. And that I don't, I'm not happy with this where I'm at right now. This is what's been going on for many years now. I'm not happy with that. I like the fact that they leave me alone, but I don't like the fact that they don't they don't really discharge it correctly. Yeah. And they, they Yeah, I comprehend. So it it's it's a method that's been working for me. I mean, 10 credit cards and a $10,000 IRS charge and a $1,100 franchise tax and on and on. I mean, we're talking like I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands. But uh I've I'm successful in that I use these and I back it up with this paperwork. But I, I'm not. No one to date has sent back a letter saying, "Thank you for the payment. Your charge has been discharged." That hasn't happened. Out of all, I've been doing this for years, and I've never received uh, just a, a discharge notice from these people. Just a regular, common, "Thank you for your payment." It's never happened. So right, uh, it, it works in a way, and it doesn't work in a way. Uh, are any of these um, uh, discharging of debt actions that you've completed, um, um, what are the percentages where um, they're still claiming on, on your credit report and stuff like that that you still owe it versus those that are just pretty much treating it like a paid debt even if they don't acknowledge it? Well, the... Um the, the credit card all the, the credit card companies all discharged it on their side of the fence, but they didn't discharge it on my side of the fence. So it was written up and reported to the credit credit agencies as a non-payment. Well, I mean, I could just say, well, I'm just not going to pay you and get that kind of result. But when you just don't pay them, they come after you legally. See, none of these okay, people well, come after me. 
What do you mean they recognized it on their side? Well, they discharged it. They sent me notice. Or the credit card companies send me a notice of discharge. We've discharged this debt. Great, you've discharged it. But they only discharged it from, so they get credited for it and everything, but they report it as an unpaid balance to the credit card companies, as if I never even sent them anything, as if it was just a non-payment. That mm. bothers me. So I'm not satisfied with this, and I haven't really perfected this. There's there's something I'm missing here in the paperwork. What I write in here, uh, let me let me let me read you real quick what I write when I when I quote these. I'm going to read you. Uh, I write that uh, the uh, let me go to the IRS one or guys here IRS one. Here we have a, here's a typical letter. Now the it, it says if tender a payment of an obligation to make is is made to a, the person entitled to enforce the instrument. Well, if it's Southern California, then that's the person entitled to enforce the instrument. The bill is the instrument that they're trying to enforce. So I write that if the if the payee so you, if it's if the United States Treasury is the is the the checks made out to the U.S. Treasury, right? So that's the person. That's that's the person entitled to enforce the instrument. So I write on there, if the payee named United States Treasury refused tender of payment, refer to Section 3603. And then under that, and I quote that, and then under that I write, if the obligee named the United States Treasury requires payment in a particular kind of coin or currency, refer to the public laws of the United States of America. And then I put that quote in there. So it kind of corners them. To where a tender of payment was made, I, it's, I didn't refuse to pay anything, or the, the character that I'm playing, or the character that I use. There was no refusal of payment. The payment was made. Well, they're saying, well, yeah, but that's not what we want. And I'm going, well, public law says you gave up that right. Now, that's the contract between the parties. And the parties to the contract are the two legal persons. The title, the birth certificate name, the one that's on the passport and the driver's license, that's one legal person. And then the United States Treasury or Southern California Edison or Citibank is the name of the other legal person. And those are the parties to the contract under the California Commercial Code. Now, this is very clear. That's the contract. It's not the contract that you sign because you can't sign a contract with an artificial person that doesn't have a brain or a mind. So there is no agreement there. That's what they're trying to get you on. They're trying to say, well, you saw, is this your signature? Did you sign this? And most people say, well, yeah, I signed it. Well, okay, well, then you owe the debt. But those aren't the parties to the contract. You're not a party to the contract. The two legal persons are the party to the contract. I simply point this out to them, and these people go away. They never contact me again. They leave me alone, but they don't discharge the debt. That bothers me. So that's yeah. that's my that's my technique. That's what I've been using for years, and it's worked very well. It's worked very well to to a point. Well, you, you've obviously got a nicely refined skill set there that I do believe would supplement my work nicely, and I'd be glad to form a working relationship with you. But um, I, I, even though my area of specialty is common law, I, I do know a little bit about commercial law. And and I dare suggest I I, I think you, you used the word uh, paying debts or the phrase paying debts there earlier and um, 
uh, are you, I imagine you're familiar with uh, I think it's Article Three, Section Ten, or maybe Article One, Section Ten of uh, yeah. the U.S. Constitution that talks about the Golden Silver Clause. Uh, yeah, payment. actually, I I I, uh, I have right here. I I, I compared four of these together and I put them on one piece of paper so that you could see they're one each one's one pair I have United States Constitution article 1 section 10 then I have under that the public laws of the United States that one that I just quoted you that that the obligor gave up the right to require payments in gold and then I have the code of federal federal regulations 31 CFR 1010 and that's currency the coin and paper money of the United States or of any other country that is designated as legal tender and that circulates and is customarily used and accepted as a medium of exchange and the right. So then and underneath that I have though I think the one you're talking about, thirty one US code five one one eight, gold clause and consent to sue. Now what you have when you compare when you put those four on one piece of paper like I did and I'm looking at all four of those together, you've got a massive contradiction there uh, a massive the massive it's the the United States Constitution says no state shall make it it doesn't say that the it doesn't say that the coins are going to make the money or coin the money it doesn't say anything about the production of the money it says no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts now, when the Federal Reserve notes put that this this Federal Reserve note is legal tender for all, for debts public and private, and when you read all these other public laws in the Code of Federal Regulations and put that right next to Article One, Section Ten, you can see there's a massive problem there. Now, I haven't thrown this in people's face yet. I haven't printed this up. I have it right in front of me, but I haven't used this. But this will tie them in knots. Because either the either the either the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land, or it's not, and people are going to have to say out of their mouths either they recognize it as the supreme law of the land, or they don't. Because all these other code of regulations, of public law, and the United States Code here, all these say we can use pieces of paper, and the United States Constitution doesn't say that. So there's a real problem there. Well. If I might um, ad lib for just a moment, um, the um, the, the I, I believe it's Article One, Section Ten, the, the the section of the Constitution that has the Gold and Silver Clause. No state shall make anything other than gold and silver legal tender in payment of debts. Right. 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 Uh, so so, but the the key word I want to focus on there is payment. See, because the Uniform Commercial Code. Uses uh, invented a new word, discharge, right. because they can't, they can't use the word payment anymore. Because gee whiz, if we do that, we're we're violating the Constitution. So let's do the same thing with a different word, discharge, rather than payment, right? Well, all the bills that come in to say say pay this amount. I I, oh. I know, but right. but 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 I I understand what you're saying is the difference between payment and discharge. It, it, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. it even says right here in the public laws, uh, every every provision contained or made with respect to any obligation which purports to give the obligee a right to require payments. So they use payments there in the public law, and that was because they took gold out of circulation. So this is in, already in contract, and then uh, what's the word they use here in uh, 
Well, they use medium of exchange in this one. And then the gold clause, the one that you brought up, this, that's a much longer one. I'm not going to read that, but you're right. Well, there's 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 a difference between payment and uh, oh, it says re, re, it says in the gold clause it says right it means a provision related or of an obligation alleged to give the obligee a right to require payment in gold. Well, so, you, can, can can I sketch out a larger picture here? Um, yeah. Um, at the Constitutional Convention, there were dissidents um, um, that wanted a much more libertarian and open-source society, non-coercive, as well as the statists that wanted central planning and despotism like Hamilton and the central bankers and stuff. Um, so um, um, the, they erected a house of cards because they wanted a Roman Empire coercive form of civil municipal government in place. But the libertarian faction that wanted liberty for the people, uh, they insisted on certain provisions. And so what they constructed there was, was basically a house of cards. Uh -huh. Okay, and, and, and they agreed that the United States would be uh, have an economic system based on gold and silver coins circulating around, uh, and that was the only way to pay off debts. Okay, that was the agreement in that Article One, Section Three, I believe it is, section of the Constitution. That was the agreement. Okay, and and then in 1913 or 14 or so or wherever, uh, they 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 decided that they weren't going to do gold and silver coin anymore. They're they're going to do uh, uh, commercial instruments, and 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 but but see um, because they the the agents of evil they want all the gold and silver on the planet, and you know that that that's pretty much what they got. Most of the gold and silver's out of the hands of the people nowadays. They, they've got most of the gold and silver, and now they want our land. Um, and, and but but see the provisions of the Constitution erected a house of cards under which they have just pulled out a linchpin, okay, and it's all ready to fall and collapse because they are no longer in conformity with that provision that required um, that um, um, all enforcement of debts has to be based upon a gold and silver coin economic system. Okay? So when, when, when they remove a gold and silver coin economic system, the, the original mandate for the ability to enforce debts, it, it, the, I should have articulated earlier in this presentation that, that, that philosophical differences there are people who believe pure common law society libertarianism taken to its logical conclusion um, that, that there's no enforcement of debts there's no enforcement of contracts if there's no breach of the peace then then there's no reason for the force of the state to come against anybody okay and and so what i'm saying here is that we've basically reverted back to that more libertarian form of economic system with the profound power to, to immediately and promptly discharge debts of every sort like, like you're tuning into with, with your uniform commercial code technology there, if you comprehend what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, coincidentally, the United, the, this Article 1, Section 10, coincidentally right in that one, also says no, no state shall enter, make any law impairing the obligation of contracts. Now, everything we're doing is under contracts with companies and corporations and 
I, I know, but that word yeah. obligation is ambiguous. What we need to be talking about is whether or not they got a right to point a gun at you. It's called enforcement. Well, the claim is that you voluntarily entered into a contract. Now, if you agree to pay someone Federal Reserve notes, is that really in conflict with the, you know, it's not really, if you agree, it, well, it says a law impairing the obligation of contracts. Well, agreement, a contract is nothing but, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a contract is nothing but the memorialization of an agreement. So the agreement's made, and then you document it, write it down, it becomes a contract. The written document is referred it's to as a contract. Now, if you're contracting with people, the, you can contract to do anything. So this means, this makes the whole U.S. Constitution, if people, if someone said, I recognize the U.S. Constitution as the supreme law of the land, I recognize that. However, you and I made a contract. So none of that applies. The terms but that if you it's a memorialization, isn't it? Uh, sorry for interrupting, but isn't it yeah. to to make sure that that's what you know, because that's what you guys did? Uh, so, like, let's say, like, say there's something that you like forgot about it. Well, then you look back to the contract that says, "Oh, this is what we did." Okay, yeah, I'll fulfill it. I, mean, I thought that's what the purpose of doing that contract stuff was all about. Not well, to say yeah. memorialization. Memorialization just sounds like it's saying, uh, oh, those are fond memories of the day when we signed the contract and blah, blah, blah. Ho, ho, but I well, forgot about the contract. A, right. It's a, concrete, I mean? it's a concrete reminder that you can refer back to, and that's why people point to the signature yeah. and say, you said this yeah. on that day, and that's your signature, correct? Is that your signature? Okay. So, Wouldn't yeah, it be I, correct to say reminder instead of memorialization, though? I mean, it just, uh, sounds, it just sounds more more concrete. All right, Okay. All right. So or maybe it's just maybe it's just what I believe. I don't know. Right now, the thing is, you, the, these contracts that we're signing, of course, are all one signature. You go fill out a mortgage or a bank loan or whatever. You've got, it's got your signature on there. It may have the signature of a notary, someone playing notary, but it doesn't have the because it's an alleged agreement between two legal persons. And this is where this is where once I once I you know really wrap my head around that. I don't let people get away with this. Well, I'm this. I, you know, I'm not going to know. This agreement is between two legal persons. Do I look like a legal person to you? Do I? Are the guy that's talking to me? What makes you think that you're a legal person? And the contract's not with you anyway. It's with Walmart, or it's with U.S. Treasury, or it's with the IRS, or it's with the State Department. It's not with you. It has nothing to do with you. I've had people write me back letters saying blah 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 blah. And I said, you know what? The contract. You're not a party to the contract. You're not that your name's not on that check. There has to be a way. People are trying to find the fraud in the contracts with these mortgage agreements and bank loans, and people are pulling their hair out trying to find fraud in there because they're saying, you know what? I wasn't given the full disclosure. This is fraud in this contract. Trying to prove it is very difficult. There's an old saying you can't prove anything. <laughs> so trying to prove fraud in the contract is very difficult. The only thing I can prove is that you're not who you claim to be. If you claim to be Superman or Batman, I don't know what you are, but the one thing I do know is what you're not. You're not a fictional character, and you're not a judge, and you're not an IRS agent, so stop trying to convince me that that's what you are. That, to me, I can prove right here, right now, while we're talking. That's something you're doing right now, right in front of everybody. You're doing it. You're claiming to be something that you're not. That's fraud. That's called fraudulent misrepresentation. 
That's something I can point to. I don't know what you've done in the past. I can't prove anything. But I can prove what you're doing right here standing in front of me. You're claiming to be something that you're not. Can I point out something there? Um, yeah. In a traffic case uh, from probably 20 years ago, uh, I, I presented um, uh, paperwork uh, on behalf of a friend. He sat in the back. He was the one with the traffic ticket. I came up and I said, uh, I'm here in response to that. And I presented the judge with a document, uh, the, the, the number of documents, but the main one on the top of the page was constructive notice of treason because essentially they're at war against our common people, okay? The, the, the judge looked me right square in the eye and said, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Also, can you prove what you did? The statement that you just made, can you prove it? Well, I, I can prove that they're in treason against us, but... but, but I, think you, I think you uh, have when, evidence. When, when I, I put can... constructive notice of treason uh, in, in his face, and he looks at me and says, what are you going to do about it? I got no uh, gun. I can't pull my gun out and just blow his brains out right there. That, um, it sounds like, uh, yeah. so, it sounds like so, a cocky attitude, and I believe that you have a mountain of evidence that you can prove, to, that you can produce. You can produce evidence. Okay, the but, question but is, can you begs, prove anything? This begs the question that if they can do that to each of us as individuals, uh, uh, then then they can also do it to smaller communities of us. And, and um, um, that will continue until we assemble a large enough community to stop the treasonous warfare against our common people. And this is why, this is why it's very troubling that people aren't offended by the way they're being treated. Everybody just thinks, well, this is normal. We're not behavior. the source of our problem. The source of our problem is the judges that look us in the eye and say, what are you going to do about it? Well, Those are the is... treasonous conspirators that are the source of our problem. Well, how do you know that they're a treasonous conspirator? That's, a, that's an because accusation. Because we're in a conspiracy to have cops come out and interfere with our right to travel or our right to remain peaceably in our homes. Well, the, the only thing that I can... Uh... The only thing that way I can talk my way, talk these people down from this madness, is to ask them: Are you, are you, are you playing the role of a judge, or are you claiming to be a judge? See, see, when judges say, "What are you going to do about it?" The, the time for conversation is over with. It's about it's about bringing forth a righteous judgment from our own common law jurisdiction and thereafter enforcement. What, what I'm pointing out is the language that we use creates the agreement that you've entered into. If you acknowledge him, outside of a common law judgment. You, you've got to have you've got to have a judgment to administer force, and then you've got the have the ability to administer the force through your common law township peace officers. Okay. Have you seen Let me just say the, the, the only way the only way I can see to put a stop to this nonsense is to rip the mask off of the guy. If you leave that mask on on him, he's going to continue to treat you the way he's treating you. If you have a king-peasant relationship with that man, he's going to keep acting like a king. As long as you keep calling him a king, recognizing him as a king, and, and agreeing that he's a king, he's never going to stop treating you like a peasant. If, I, if, you, well, if, you want to, if you want to stop this nonsense, you've got to strip him of that mask. Otherwise, right, he's going right, right. to keep, the, the, he's gonna the, keep the, doing it. The constructive that. notice of treason document that I presented to that one judge stripped him of that mask. 
I, I clearly told him that he was outside of his constitutionally lawful authority, and he was involved in a conspiracy to bring forth cops that were uh, unlawfully administering force against the common people that were entitled to travel on the public highways. And, and he looked me, and his mask was stripped off, and, and he's right there looking at me like the devil himself, saying, what are you going to do about it? I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I'm not convinced that you stripped him of his mask. It, it sounds like it sounds like you were you were still role playing with this man to me. That's what it sounds like. He 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 admitted in essence that he was involved in an act of treason. Well, what was the result of that? Well, the result was uh, I, I, I didn't have a gun or the, uh, the self-confidence to pull it on him uh, and blow his brains out. What, what, did he, what action did he take against you? He, 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 my friend got railroaded uh, with the traffic ticket. Well, uh, I'm just giving you my my outlook, and this is how I see things. And I know everybody has a different technique and a different style, and everybody handles things differently. But I don't think we're ever going to make an impact on somebody. If you, if you, if you go to someone as a taxpayer, and he's playing the role of the tax collector, you're never going to win the argument that a taxpayer doesn't have to pay taxes. As long as you keep playing that role, you've got to keep pay, pay, paying taxes. It's never going to change. Well, well, I'd phrase it differently, but in essence, we agree that we need a different strategy. You can't, you can't allow them to presume that you're a taxpayer. Right, because if, if, if everybody knows what a renter does and a tenant, a renter pays the rent, the landlord collects the rent. If you continue to recognize them as a landlord and agree with them, that role is never going to change. So the arguments will go on to the end of time. The only way you're going to stop this, this renter-landlord relationship is to take off the masks. That's the only way you're going to stop this ridiculous relationship. And this is why people are trying to trying to figure out how do we continue to play this game and role play with these people and still win the game. The game is rigged. It's like Las Vegas. Las Vegas doesn't you, you don't go to nobody's going to win in Las Vegas. They they're they're not taking any chances. It's rigged. The table's rigged. They're not they're not saying, "Well, one day some guy's going to come in here to Vegas and and clean us out. He's going to win everything." It's never going to happen because it's a rigged game. These courts and this commercial system, it's all rigged. The, 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 this, this whole monopoly is rigged. And if you keep playing the game, it's a rigged game. It's rigged for you to lose. They want you to I think everybody here is fully up to speed on that, Bob. Huh? I think everybody here is fully up to speed on that. I know everybody's I, – I understand that people understand this concept, but I don't think people are putting it into practice because people are still talking about their relationship with the judge. Well, or a cop, or a tax you're attorney. talking about the problem when you say the game is rigged. That that's not a process that we can put into practice. We want to put into practice a remedy, not a problem. You're talking about the problem there. You know how I you know how I introduce you know how I open the conversation when somebody says hello I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a product specialist I'm a general contractor I'm a I'm a I say oh so so that's your job title so that's the role you're playing today you're you're playing the role of a uh, right. They say, no, I'm not playing a role. Well, you know what? I have to start out on the right foot. If you're going to role play with me and put on an act, and then I ask, well, what, what, what role would you like me to play opposite you? 
let's start on a solid foundation of who we really are instead of starting on the foundation of we're characters and we're going to start building on those characters, what those characters are allowed to do and what those characters are prohibited from doing because a script has been written for these characters. I'm sure we all know this. I don't see anybody putting it into practice. I still people say, still saying, I'm going to go out and play this game and go to court and, and do all this stuff and play act and hope then roll the dice and hope that I win this court case. So I, I'm sure you're right. People do understand this concept, but I don't see people putting it into practice. People are still role-playing with people. Ask people well, it seems stop. like you're discussing the problem and you're not really articulating any kind of solution. The solution is when I, when I start a conversation, what role are you playing today? What's your yes. job title? That's the, jo- the job title is the name of the character that you're playing in society. You voluntarily chose to play this role in society, right? This character role that you're playing. You're pretending, you're acting, correct? Now, uh, now we can start a conversation. That's the solution to the problem. Now we can start a conversation on solid ground that we're role-playing, we're acting, we're just men and women. But if I start the conversation with, yes, officer, here's my ID card, well, I think everybody knows he's a man and you're a man, but you you just launched into a role-playing act with this guy. I think the solution is to demask these guys right at the beginning of the conversation. Don't let them launch into this play-acting role-playing thing, and don't play along with it. The solution to the problem is to stop Stop what if they're pointing a gun at you, asserting their legal fiction jurisdiction over you? Uh, uh, there. You, 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 there's. Um, how do I put it? You, you just, you. It's like shining a light. If you talk about it openly, I can see that you're playing this role in society. I can see that you have a gun pointed at me. I understand that you're playing a role in society, and I know that you're acting. What role would you like me to play? Please don't shoot me because I'm not violent. But if you keep talking to this guy as if he really is a police officer, nothing is going to change. This has been going on for thousands of years, and it's not going to change today or tomorrow or ever if you keep role-playing with these people. You have to keep talking. Use the correct – stop using the commercial language. Stop using the commercial terminology. Stop agreeing with them that that's a police car and he's a policeman and this is the state of California and I'm driving a motor vehicle and I'm a driver. Stop, Stop letting all this commercial terminology pour out of your mouth all day long. Start describing things the way they really are. We live on a planet. We're surrounded by nature, not the state, nature. And we live in a house. It's not a residence. And there's no taxes attached. It's a house. And I'm a man. And when you go to a food distribution center, you're collecting food. It's not merchandise. Okay. It's food. But, but and if we, don't clean, up our, if we don't clean up our language, I... if we don't clean up our language, there was a movie called The Giver. And they said, precision of language, please. And that's what we need to be practicing is precision of language. Let's stop using this commercial terminology and come back to reality. You're talking about uh, changing your terminology with the cop. I I dare suggest that that changing your terminology with the cop is is not an effective strategy. You've got to change your terminology with the judges that control the manner in which cops function. It sounds like you still recognize this guy as a cop. You still see a cop when you look at this It's off-point and immaterial what I do with the cop. The only ones that are in position to throttle in that cop are the judges. The cops why are not going to change why do you refer their, their to military that? robotics. Let me just ask you, why do you refer to this man as a cop? Why do you do that? Why are you asking that question? 
That question is entirely off point from our discussion. No, it's the heart of the discussion. If you know, keep... the heart of our discussion is to get the cop to quit putting, pointing the gun at you. But he's not a cop, so why do you keep calling him a cop if he's not a cop? A cop is a fictitious material. We're trying to get the jackbooted Nazi to quit pointing the gun at you. I don't see any jackbooted Nazis or tax well, collectors or landlords or customers or residents. I don't, these the are all character back. roles. Maybe you have to consider that proposition, Bob. Do you see men or do you see fictional characters? Do you see a waitress or do you see a woman? What do you see when you look through your eyes? I like talking about the administration of force in common law mindset. And who are you, who are you talking to when you, when you discuss all this common law? Who, what are the, who are the people? I, 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 I generally talk to cops just in friendly manners. I don't get in heated debates with cops. I get in heated debates with judges. I, I, if you understand that these are just men wearing costumes, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand why you keep seeing them and referring to them as cops and judges and lawyers and attorneys and all these other because they're pieces on the chessboard different pieces on the chessboard have different functions they're vulnerable to different modes of attack if you want to role play with people i agree with you if you want to play out you don't understand they have different powers they have different roles in our society if you don't recognize the 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 the, the different skill sets and and color of legitimacy that they carry around with them then you're incapable of of, of providing effective remedy for the manner in which they're abusing their public offices if if everybody's happy and well fed and you want to play act that's one thing but when people are fighting for a shelter and they're fighting to keep their children, and they're being handcuffed and tasered and locked in prison, it's time to say, you know what, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna good. Go. And you tell that to a cop when, when he's on your front door trying to kick you out of your house, and, and, and guess what, you're going to get kicked out of your house anyway because your words have no meaning to that cop. i like I like to interject something here. Yeah. Um. um I kind of agree with with the the gentleman. I mean, if you get pulled over by uh, a so-called police officer, the best thing to do is to just accept the ticket and handle it through the court system. There's no there's no need to escalate anything because the the officer he's he's if he's going to issue you a ticket, he's going to issue you a ticket. He he's not going to take it back. And you're just going to cause more trouble for yourself out on the road. So just accept the ticket and handle it through the courts. Now, one way of, of uh, signing for the ticket is you can you can write for that name, put the word for, because you're signing for a fictitious character. Or you can write Inslegis at the end of that name. And when you sign it, either tag on there Inslegis or write the word for, because you're not you're not taking any responsibility for that. This is this was done under duress. And you're signing for a legal person, so right. those are two ways to do it. Right. And that, but when you go into court, the issue is going to be: Did you or did you not violate a statute, a code, an ordinance? That's the question. Your answer, in my experience, because I've, I've had a number of parking uh, tickets dismissed as well as moving violation. Your answer 
should be, does that code, statute, or ordinance, or how does it apply to me? And you got to be able to prove it. And you don't prove it talking to the judge. You prove it by going to the statutes, codes, and ordinance, pulling out the sections that actually explain who the statute, code, or ordinance applies to, what it applies to. You submit that into the court before you even get there. You submit it into the, the prosecutor who's going to be representing the officer. That's what, what you do. What would you do? What would you do if these weren't sheriffs and marshals and policemen and attorneys? What would you do? How would you conduct yourself if they weren't playing the roles of these characters? Well, how would you handle them? What do you mean if they weren't playing the role? If, I mean, if, if, if that was just a man that pulled you over on the side of the road and a man that was making demands on you and a man that pulled a gun, if he was just a man, just a, not, a cop, not a cop or a sheriff, just a man, how would you treat the situation if this was just a man? I would be like, what authority do you have to pull me over? And mm -hmm. if he says, uh, you know, if he whatever he says, if he says, well, by this authority, well, I'm like, well, according to such and such, I'm not a person. This is not a vehicle or motor vehicle. I'll tell him what it is. It's my I private mean, non-passenger just, just a guy wearing shorts and a checkered shirt. He's a big, heavy-set guy. He's got a shotgun. He's got checkered, and he's and he's got a hot temper, and he's got a shotgun, and he's just in checkered checkered pants, and he walks up to you and starts saying a bunch of stuff to you. Would you go to his house, and would you go to his court, and would you quote laws, or would you just tell him to get lost? And if he threatens you, how would you handle it? What? Why do you have to defend yourself? Why do you have to? What do you have to do to these people? These are just men and women. But what, what, I think what people – there's a perception problem here. I think people actually see courthouses and attorneys and judges, and I think we're still seeing that through our eyes. And if you still see that, it's like going to Disneyland, and when you see the people dressed up as, as, as Captain Hook and Snow White and Peter Pan, if you think that that's who you – that's little children. I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting or condescending here, but when you go and you see those characters and you interact with them in character – when you grow up, you realize it's just a facade, and you have to say, well, even when you walk up to the girl, the guy you know, dressed up in the Dumbo costume, it, are you going to talk to Dumbo, or are you going to talk to the man dressed in a, in a costume? I talk to the man dressed in the costume, but the kids are talking to Dumbo. And this is, I think there's a perception problem here. I think people, everybody understands that these are just men playing roles. I, I get it. Everybody understands that. But we're not putting it into practice. That's the problem. Well, honestly, I, I really don't know what to what what more I can can say other than you know what what I said. I mean, regardless of you know what role he's playing, we are not in a place at this moment at this in time point. where it's smart to take the position that. It seems like you're advocating that we should well, be out here questioning and the well, officer on the road. Don't you don't want to escalate the situation? You don't want to get in an argument with anybody. You just have to calmly say, 
I can see that you're playing this role. I don't wish to participate. I don't want to role play with you, but I can see that you're playing this role in society. I can see that you're acting. If you don't say this stuff out loud, the assumption and presumption is that you agree that he's a police officer. You agree he has authority over you. You agree that you're a driver. You agree that you're in the state of California. The assumption is that you agree to all this unless you articulate it. You don't have to say it in a mean way or an aggressive or loud way. Just say, I, can, I see that you're playing a role. I don't wish to play this role. I don't want to act. I, how long have you been playing this role? Talk about it. Bring it out. Shine a light on it, right? I don't think people are doing this. I think people are still role-playing with these people. And you're never, like I say, you're never going to change the relationship between a taxpayer and a tax collector or a renter and a landlord or a king and a peasant. If you continue to play those roles, how do you think a king's going to treat you? How do you think a landlord's going to treat you? How do you think a tax collector's going to treat you? Do you think you're going to plead your case and they're going to say, well, I'll give you a break. Everyone else has to pay their taxes, but you're special. I like you. You don't have to pay taxes. You're never going to have that kind of relationship with somebody while you're in character. Well, unfortunately, from my position, the best way to make that argument that you made is in a courthouse because you're setting yourself up, in my opinion, for conflict. And it, it, to me, it's unnecessary, especially when you know isn't the court, if you go into a court, isn't that an adversarial system? Isn't that to do battle? Isn't that, isn't that the heart of what conflict really is? Isn't it the modern day is. jousting and fighting? I don't of course want to it fight is, but with it also people. gives you the opportunity to present the law, not the statute or the code. You can expose the statute and the code for not being law and being misapplied, but that's the place to do it, to, to get it on the record. In front is, of the officer, so that the now, next what time... What is the law? These people are quoting codes and statutes. What do what you define? What is the law? You're saying you're going to quote the law. What are you going to quote? The process of law. Well, I mean, what the law... I mean, it's, the, it's basically the common law. It's not that I'm going into court quoting the law. Careful, it's uh, into court. You've got to be at court. At court. I'm going into court before I go into court. Let's make let's make that clear. I'm showing how the code, statute, or ordinance does not apply to me according to their statute, codes, ordinances, and their definitions. That's all I'm doing. It sounds like yeah. Claim That's all counter. I'm doing. I don't claim, need to do anything else. It's claim counterclaim, right? They're presenting their case. You're presenting your case. They they put together a prima facie evidence. Yeah. And in my rebuttal, I put together prima facie evidence showing that their prima facie evidence is being misapplied based on false presumptions and assumptions. It's very easy to do once you understand how they are defining your non-passenger automobile as a vehicle or motor vehicle. It's very easy to prove how they classify you as being an American citizen as a person. It's very easy to prove what a person is. It's very easy to prove what an individual is. 
what a driver is. All these things, it's easy to prove. It's just a matter of one being able to properly articulate it in their pleadings. So it's, you're saying it's easy to prove these things by pulling it, it, out... Well, it's, easy, the, it's easy to demonstrate what a person is and what a person is not when it comes to you and I. It's easy to demonstrate the difference between your non-passenger automobile and what a vehicle is and what transportation means. What is a, what is a person? What's your definition of a person? A person is anything that another man assigns rights and duties to. That's what a person is. Do you believe that you have any rights or duties? I have many rights and many duties, unalienable rights, inherent rights. But if I were to ever act act as a driver, then the rights that I have as a driver are assigned to me by a legislative body of men, rightfully so. And with those rights that are assigned to me as a driver engaged in commerce, I have a duty to perform a certain way under certain rules and regulations, rightfully so. But if I'm in my non-passenger automobile going from place to place, which is my locomotion, the only right that I have is the ones given to me from the Creator, which is to not harm or injure anyone else. Have you had this discussion with the, the men in uniform? Have you had this and successfully? I have no need to address it with them. I address it in my paperwork to the court and to the traffic or adjudication hearing officers. That's where it's handled. The cops are only given statute, codes, ordinances, and their rules that they are to follow. And that those, those rules and regulations that they are to follow come from the higher-ups, which is their police captains, which are the mayor, and which are the attorneys for the city or for the county. So the issue is not necessarily with the police officer. The issue is with those who train him and those who are in the, the, the law office of the county who has refused to educate that officer on the difference between what a vehicle is, a motor vehicle, and one's private non-passenger automobile. I've talked to ticket guy in D.C. I've talked to parking meter um, enforcement officers. I asked them, do they train you all the difference between a automobile, vehicle, and motor vehicle? No, they don't. They just tell us to go out here and, you know, anything that's parked beyond a certain time, write them a ticket. Can I can I circle back to the person thing? You you indicated to me. Did you tell? Did you did you? Are you identifying yourself as a person? It depends on what role I am acting at a particular point in time. If I'm if I'm getting paid to take someone from point A to point B, I am a driver, and a driver is a person because a person is 
one who has been signed certain rights and duties by a legislative body. Well, okay. And as a driver, you, you're under no legal or moral or lawful obligation to play any character role in society, are you? You're under no obligation to be a Wendy's employee or a Costco employee or or be a taxi driver. You're under no obligation to play any of the roles in society, are you? No, I, no, I you're, don't no. have to. No, okay, all right. So when you're not playing me, any me, of the roles, let me. I just heard them, but I just want to ask you a question about. But when I just, choose to take employment as a driver of a, a, a taxi cab company or as an employee of a Walmart, then. Yes, I am I, under certain rights and in, in, in I, I understand that, but when you're not when you're not playing any of the roles in society, do you believe that you have rights and duties? Yes. But they don't just come, but those rights and duties that pre exist come from another man. They come from the creator. If if you believe that, that him I don't let me just make my point clear clear i i don't share that belief i don't i don't share the belief that we have rights i don't share that belief but let me ask you this question does every baby born have the right to a long healthy happy life and if not why not i don't believe we have rights i believe we don't have the right to happiness i don't believe that we have the right to happiness or life i don't have believe we have the right to liberty or freedom i don't believe we have any rights i think people pretend they have rights I don't believe we have rights, but when you play these character roles, rights and duties are assigned and ascribed to each one of those characters, and that's when people call themselves a person. It's like an actor on stage. On stage, you play many different roles. In society, we play many different roles. On stage, they call themselves actors. In society, we call ourselves persons. But if, if you're not playing the role of any of these characters, can you prove to me that you have any rights? How do I know they're not just imaginary? Well... That, that's a great question, and, and the way I would answer it is this. In a civilized society, one man recognizes the other man's rights, and the right that I'm specifically referring to is birthrights. Every man has birthrights. Every man. Be- before you adopt the personhood and start playing the role of these characters, you believe that a man actually has rights. Inalienable, right. unalienable, can't be taken. If you have the right to life, liberty. why do people why do people get killed? Why are there why is their liberty stripped from them and they're enslaved? If they have this unalienable right, God given right that can't be stripped from them, mm-hmm. how is it that babies die if they have the right to life? Well because well, one man stealing another man's birthright, which is the like the rights but if it's liberty. an unalienable right, if it can't be stripped from you, it's a God-given unalienable That means it can't be taken away. I believe it's, the rights are imaginary, and I think people want to believe they have rights. But I have, I've seen no evidence that anyone has any rights. Uh, uh, when I speak of inherent and unalienable rights, I'm not talking about a right that you can actually see. It's mm-hmm. a, where somebody can take it, and you can visibly see the taking of it. I'm talking about the right to pursue a good life, happiness, the acquiring of property. 
Can it's you just the, take what if you just took the word what if you just took the word right out of that sentence and just say we are going to pursue these things and we are going to live our lives the best we can we're going to do the best we can and do this why do you have to add the word right in there right makes it sound like you you get to do it and no one can take it away from you and I don't see any evidence that anything you do or say or live your life people can strip you of your happiness your freedom your life they can take your life so why what, the, the word right intimates that it can't be taken from you. If no, it can no, be no. taken you're, you're from you, then you don't the have a right. right. Can I jump in? You're misdefining the word right, Bob. The, the, right doesn't guarantee that these things will not be interfered with. All it says is that um, um, uh, courts of law cannot uh, direct the sheriff or the, the police officer to go out there and interfere with it. Because at that point, they would be uh, acting outside of of lawful due process. See, it, it, right, rights are only relevant under 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 law. It, it, your, your point is valid in a completely anarchistic society where there is absolutely zero law and order. But where we have a society based upon law and order and due process of law, they're under. People do have rights. Well, I believe the person has rights. I believe the rights and duties are ascribed to the character that you play in society. Well, what about the natural individual? You're talking about the the human being. Before, be, be, before you even don a character role in society, you still believe that a man has rights. Yeah. The natural flesh and blood person has rights, yes. And think, think, think of think of a right as the unobstructed opportunity or unobstructed yeah yeah just an unobstructed opportunity yeah to live which is life to acquire property which are the right to possessions. And liberty, your freedom. Yeah. You you're going to have to defend these things because people will try to. Maybe that's a better word. They will try to deprive you of your birthright. Mm-hmm. I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to just kind of. Can I jump in? I I think in place of the simplistic word rights, um, it would be better to insert the phrase lawfully recognizable rights, because I think Bob was going to the point there that that people interfere with our rights all the time. And it sounded like you're trying to make the point that just because people interfere with it, that means that we don't have the rights. uh, And if that was what the point you were trying to make, Bob, I I dare say that's an error because... um, um, uh, we we can have we we all have our natural rights, but as modern society indicates, they're routinely being interfered with by not only corrupted in, uh, government officials, but also other corrupted individuals. Uh, that usually um, make us, you know, that make us, uh, you know, that force us to uh, uh, make up words so long, you know, like to to expand upon the like like say we have rights. Because that's how it originally started, as we all had rights. But then, as each group came in, you know, like the the left hand or the right hand, and then we had to make up these. Uh, we had to put uh, we had to put adjectives in front of these. We you all know, these nouns. 
and uh, even if it diminishes capacity, it does in our belief make uh, make them better for that. So that's why we have to say, yeah, we're you know like that. We have these certain rights. We got these inalienable rights and these other, these other rights. Yeah. Well, when when I see them, I, it's, it's confusing subject matter for me because I see them. I see people walking around believing that they have rights, and then I see them stripped away from people. And so it just makes me wonder, what's the point of even claiming well, well, you have them in the first the, place? The people are correct in believing that they've got rights. Just because lawless people come in and don't recognize those people's rights doesn't mean that the first individual doesn't have the rights. Okay, yeah. I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. See, so, in um, fact, that definition of criminal activity is, is, is interference with somebody else. I think I think it's a confusing concept to me. It's just it's a little bit confusing. I I, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I still don't really believe in them. But I do understand the concept there. I understand the concept of rights. Um, well, I mean, it's, I mean, just take some time to to uh, think about it. I mean, it's going to you're going to have to digest it and see how it applies in other situations, and you know, come to your own understanding. Yeah, it's just it's hard for me to comprehend because like if if I if I had, if I had a 13 year old daughter, and she said uh, I'm going to go downtown and hang out with these guys, they're all you know 33 years old and they're going to party and have beer and I go really do you think you should go downtown and party with these guys all night? I mean, you think that's safe? She goes, don't worry, my rights will protect me. Well, what are rights anyway? I mean, like you say, they're they're something that we we think we have and we think they're going to protect us, but they're not no, going to no, protect no, no, you. No, They're no. Unless she has a unless she has a misunderstanding or like a misbelief about the word rights. Yeah. 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 She's screwed up. Uh, yeah. Maybe your concept of what, unintentionally, uh, but you know, definitely, you know, pro- well, of course, I'm assuming that, but you know, you know what I mean. They, they just seem imaginary to me, though. Your rights aren't yeah. going to protect you. you in, in other yeah. words, someone to protect you. And yet, your and yet, for someone who's who's saying that, they they, they have that, you know, that that it's solid, that it that it exists. Yeah. So it's we just got to kind of like bring them to a you know a standstill and say, wait a minute, you got to know the difference between yeah, now it's right, but you know, uh, but when it starts happening to you and it starts you know messing with your with your beliefs, you know, what are you gonna do then? You gonna just you know you gonna just stand there and take it, or are you gonna just start uh, surviving? What what are you gonna do? You know. So start applying natural laws, you know, so and beat the are, shit out of them if you have to, you know, or whatever, you know, yada yada. Rights are actually don't don't they kind of more apply to the people around you rather than you because because when people can infringe upon you, well then, if they're infringing upon you, then they're quote unquote depriving you of your rights or infringing on your rights. But rights are just kind of a concept. So really, it's, it, it behooves people to treat you with respect. Don't har- don't harm people. I, I believe in the five basic principles. Don't harm people. That's physical. Respect them. That's psychological and mental. And uh, don't swindle them. And don't take things from them that they value without their permission and their consent. If you do those things, people will hate you and resent you. But if you abide by those, if you take things from people by force, that they don't want you to take from them. They're going to hate you and resent you. If you harm them physically, or if you disrespect them and harm them emotionally, they're going to hate you. And if you swindle them and cheat them, 
they're going to hate you. So these, to me, are fundamental principles. Now, the are pretty much a concept, but it's when it's, it's. I don't believe that people actually have rights, but it's kind of comes from the other from the other people. They're not infringe upon your supposed rights. You don't really have the right to do. I don't know. It's it's still a hazy it's still a hazy subject matter to me. I really don't believe in them, so it's really well, hard for me to try to explain it. If, and if, with that note, we're going to end this call. This is Sonia Patterson here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing left to not talk about. All right, go ahead. Well, this is why I can't stand up and fight for my rights because I don't believe I have any. Well, that's a real screw up, there, Bob. Sure is. I can handle myself around other people. I just don't believe I have rights. Well, well, if you don't believe you have rights, you can't handle yourself around other people, Bob. Well, how? Well, what do I need to? What do? What do I need to to handle myself around other people? They you need respect to have me. Rights. I respect them. Or they you need to be able to articulate your rights. I I Well, I I understand how that works in a societal setting amongst the different characters. Each of the different characters has a different set of rights and duties. Taxpayers, well, I mean, a, a taxi driver doesn't have the same rights and duties as an airline pilot. An airline pilot doesn't yourself, have the same rights. Articulate yourself amongst others. But only while we're in character. That, that's, no, we should be able to do it without being in character. We should be able, you know, as ourselves. Yeah, a natural man has the right to assert his rights. In society of other natural men. Now, question here on that. Uh, when you say man or natural man, now are we just using that only for the sake of the conversation, or like if we like if I'm going out back out in that real world, uh, am I going to say man? You know, because I mean to me it sometimes sounds like a label or a title. You know. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Problem. I don't want to make par- I don't want to make it paradoxical, but you know, just, yeah. I'm just. Looking for clarification as well on that. Well, this is why I don't I don't use the I'm a man defense, and I never I never I don't like to say if if people if I get into the discussion with people, and I'm and I'm asking them what role you're playing and what's your job title and how long have you been playing this role and they say well I'm not playing a role this is my job this is who I am and I say well you're playing a role in society correct you contribute to society you're playing this role in society you're under no obligation to play so you had to fill out an application right and demonstrate that you were qualified if you, if they were turned down they'd ask you to go play a different role in society so this isn't who you are. I don't say the word man, but when people get to, when it gets to the point in the conversation when they say, well, if I'm not this and I'm not that, that, well, what do you think I am? I say, well, you sound like a man to me. You don't sound like an animal or a woman or a baby. You sound like a man. Are you a man? I've never had anyone get insulted when I call them a man or woman. Call them something else, and yeah, they probably will uh, I think try, the to, only try thing, to choke think, you through the phone. Yeah. I think the only thing you should call people is a man or a woman. If you use any yeah. other terminology, they're going to get offended, and rightfully yeah. so. But I'd rather focus on their character role rather than whether there's a man. Obviously, they're a man or a woman. That's all, it's, it sounds ridic- retarded to say, I'm a man. I don't like that I'm a man defense. It sounds retarded. I'd rather focus on the character role that they're playing and get them to admit that they're playing the role of a character. It's like pulling teeth. Nobody wants to admit that they're acting and role-playing and pretending. And you got to pull teeth. you got to pull teeth gently. You can't do it right away. You can either say, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, policeman or chimpanzee, what's the difference? No, you got to go, oh, yeah, well, why do you believe this and why do you believe that and yada, yada. Uh-huh. You know, 
Yeah, try, like that, yeah. try even complimenting someone by calling them something, this or that. They'll, You're a very nice offended. chimpanzee. I like you a lot. You know, exactly. That don't work either. You know what's offensive to me is when <laughs> somebody sure. calls me a valued customer, like like they're doing, like they're like they're praising me or something. You know, yeah. what, you just dehumanize Jumbo me shrimp, into an, yeah. an okay. inanimate an inanimate character, a dead entity, <laughs> a dead character. And then you're going to compliment me by saying, "But you're you're a, you're our valued slave. You're a good oxymoronic slave. redundancy or whatever." So I've had these conversations with people for a couple of years now, and I tell you, boy, the reactions I get when I just bring up casually the fact that they're role playing—it's unbelievable the reactions I get from people. It's amazing. Hey, Bob. Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Steele, and I'm here with Charles, and. Um, uh, I really like what you're saying. I appreciate what you're saying, and I see. I totally understand it and see the validity and perspective. Um, so, so I agree that uh, we pick certain roles and behaviors that fit certain labels. So, say that people agree to that. Yes, I am playing the role of a police officer with a gun, but I'm just a human being that wants to live a nice life too, like you. So what what can we do after we acknowledge that we're all humans? So what can you do to get rid of all this tyranny and, you know, or do something I'll give to... You, I'll give you an example. I was on the Thanks. phone. The, the, these people from the uh, water company down here, I was right, giving them, sending them remittances, and they were talking about it, disputing it. Well, we've taken... They called me back. And said we we're we're examining this in our executive meetings and uh, we, do you have a problem with the bill here? And I said what bill? And they, well, I'm so and so. And I said really? So you're playing the role of a I don't forget what she was billing manager or something. So you're playing the role of a billing manager, correct? No, uh, this is I'm so and so and this is my job. And I said so you're this is the role you're playing in society, correct? You're you're playing the role of billing manager, right? And she said okay, well and so we the conversation evolved and we got to that point that you're talking about. She goes okay. I'm a woman. I admit it. I'm a woman. Now, can we talk about your bill? Sounds like you're still in character to me. If you're going to talk about bills and debts and and, and finance charges, it sounds like you're still in character. You say that you're a woman and you're out of character, but if you're talking to me about about business, it sounds like you're still in character. So it's not as easy as it seems just to get somebody to admit Yes, I admit I'm playing a role in society. I'm just a man. So anyway, can we continue this our contract negotiation, our business negotiation? Sounds like you're still in but character. If, right? I, if I'm talking you to you right now, if, if I'm talking to you right now, am I am I in character right now? Am I in the character of Money Mike Five Thousand or Mike or what? You know. <laughs> you tell <Seriously>. me. <laughs> you tell me. You sound like a man to me. Are I you a man? You sound I hope like so. a man. Continue, I think I'm. If he, he continues, because I'm going to try to get somewhere with, with, with your logic, because I hope okay. that there's yeah. a, an end, not an end, but I hope that there's a resolution with all the abuse that we are, um, yeah. uh, the duress, all yeah. that stuff. How, yeah. do, how do we get to the, the core and the root and, and, and have a civilized, organized society? There does seem to be uh, some answers within your uh, rhetoric there, Bob, uh, but, you gotta, but for me, i got to look really, really good and really, really deep. And and I always got to go back into the calls and just didn't really hear what you're saying because it's easy to get lost sometimes in, in all the why this, why that, and what appears to be philosophy. But really, all you're doing is you're just you're asking questions like everybody else does, which is a good thing. 
Well, talking talking about the role that someone's playing. When when I go into it and I and I asked the guy at Lowe's and I said, well, you so who are you? And he goes, well, I'm the head cashier. And I said, well, actually, it would be more correct to say I'm not a head cashier, but I am playing the role of a head cashier. Wouldn't that be more accurate and correct? What, what, and he what, just what, now this is a, what I'm pointing out is this is a very unusual conversation to have with people because people don't expect you to rec- to challenge the mask that they're wearing. They're going to tell you they're not wearing a mask, but they are wearing a mask, and it's easy to prove. All you have to do is go through a simple line of questioning that I've refined over a period of time to walk them step-by-step through this. I don't want to hear you tell me that you're not playing the role of a character. I find that this is a very unusual subject matter for people to broach, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but I've learned to add humor into it and break the ice. And what this does is if you can't strip, what I'm saying is the resolution to all this of living like human beings and, and men and women and treating each other as equals instead of discriminating against people is you have to strip off. Like I say, if you keep wearing that renter mask and he keeps playing wearing that uh, landlord mask, you're never going to have a man-to-man true relationship with that man. You're always going to have a phony relationship and you're going to be the payor and he's going to be the payee, and that's never going to change. I just had a realization, also. Um, you know how, like you, 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 know, you talk with that man on man, you know, man on man. If you could figure a way to do this to like an entire group of them, because I find out what happens is that yeah, I like to, I like to try all that stuff out too, but then I go out into the into the world. Yeah. And there's just a whole bunch of these people, you know, and they're and they're looking at me weird. So it's like yeah. I feel their, I kind of feel their energy. Right. So it's like right. you know you you want to maintain your stuff. You want to be steadfast. You want to be you know brave about it. But eventually something about that energy there and it just gets there and 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 you're kind of like back in the matrix with them. So I'll if you can you figure what, a way to do it to the masses, that would be nice. That would be nice, and that's a technique that I'm looking at next because I can handle myself one-to-one with each individual. I have no problem taking control of the situation and steering it and guiding it in this direction to where they're not going to play that shit with me. I can do that one-on-one. Stone, but, yeah. but when I get around hundreds and thousands of people, there was an analogy in the X-Men. There was a, there was a little boy that had the ability to, when, when, the, when the, the people, the mutants with their special powers came around him, he would sap that out of them. So they didn't have any powers around him. Now, why was he huddling in a room? Because outside there were thousands of them. He could handle himself about each one that approached him individually. He could depower them individually. But he was reluctant to go around thousands of them because there's just too many of them. And that's what I feel like. I can handle myself one-on-one. But when I'm around a whole crowd of people, and all of them say, well, of course we're employees, and of course we work for Costco, and of course you're a nutcase because you're saying that we're not who we say we are. When I'm around a whole lot of people, it's hard to deal with a group mentality. But okay, so Bob. Individually, uh huh. Wait, so Bob. So say, let's go back to that example of the person, the bill collector. For say, it's a water bill, uh-huh. and um, and you're saying you're another human, and I'm a human, and this person at the other end is saying, yeah, I'm a human. I admit it. I'm a female-bodied human, and the reason that I'm communicating with you is because you have uh, your name. The name of the body that you're in that we identify, uh, you know, you've agreed to have the name on your body, wants water from us. And you sign the thing that's so you could be in the water system. So according to the, the role, the, um, the agreement that we have with the water system, if you want to keep getting water from us, this is what you agree to. It, it, so what would you say to that person? I don't agree to that anymore. I don't want your water. 
Uh, no, I, this is what I uh, I should show you a whole. I got two years worth of correspondence with these people. Well, <laughs> I, I would like to actually talk with you if you're okay with it outside of this um, con conference because I would love to listen to and hear some of the results because I I've never heard a perspective like what you're saying and I was like, wow, it's, I I like it. Uh -huh. So um, maybe yeah, we can do I'll, that. Yeah, I'll give you. Uh, why don't, you, why don't I give you my email address right now, and then okay. you sure, sure. I got a pen we'll touch base. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I'm good friends with Charles, and I'm an ethical, honorable person. Do my best to be honorable. Yeah, uh, where, where where are you located territorially? Uh, Sandy, Sandy, Oregon. Oh, you're the guy in Sandy, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where Where are you? Uh, Southern California. Like, you want to tell me a town or just? You know where Long Beach is. Yeah, Long Beach. Okay. I'm right in the middle of Long Beach. So the so the so the artificial person I'm dealing with over the water is City right, of right. Signal Hill. Okay, and I, and I'm going to kind of refer to you as let's see, how do you? Well, as people call humans, me California. Like people that. people call me California Bob because when I call into these, California huh? comes up. So they always so I just you know. Oh. Okay. But I, I like I, your philosophy is more like just like real human, real real people. That's how I look at you. Instead of roles, real versus roles. That's what I'm going to call you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, what's your email? Sure, please. Yeah, it's it's uh it's Bob Morse, B O B. Yes. M O R S E. Okay. At charter. Dot net. Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, mine will be uh, I am steel at gmail dot com. I'll send you an email and we can communicate. Thank you very much. Yeah, send me an email and then we'll maybe exchange phone numbers and yeah. Sure. I, I, I yeah, I I think about this. I I've, I've been doing this for ten years full time. Good, and, good, because uh, I think it's a great thing to have in my arsenal of humanitarian living. You know, real living oh. instead of Very artificial good. all this fraud. Like you say, it's just it's just role playing. I can't stand it. People just have this assumption that you're gonna acquiesce to their whatever authority. It's like gosh. Anyway, cool. Thanks. I'll I'll just listen from now on. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I think the call's going to wrap up here. It's uh it's been 4 hours. Uh, it's going to shut off automatically, I think at some point. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Um any time that you are speaking with someone and they are on their job, so to speak, they are acting in an individual capacity. Are you yeah. aware of that? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So when you try to, or when you're asking someone, are they a man? Like you said, we're all man or, or mankind. Yeah. Okay. So are, are you trying to get to their status as being a man? Here's, let me put it this way. The, the, the reason people are pulling you over and stopping you, and they got their hand out, they want to charge you. And charging you means I want you to feel guilty. You're guilty of something, and you have to ask for forgiveness or pay off the debt. I'm trying to strip you of your freedom and turn you into a debtor. I want you to pay me. These people are revenue collectors. They want you to feel guilty. They want you to admit that you did something wrong, and you violated a code, or you did something wrong. What I'm doing is I'm turning the tables on them instantly, saying when you say you're a police officer, what you meant to say was you're not a police officer. The opposite of being a police officer is not being a police officer. 
And what you meant to say is that I'm not a police officer, but I do play the role of a police officer in society. Didn't you mean to say I'm not a police officer? That's the opposite of why are you trying to convince me that you're a police officer when you know you're not a police officer? You know you had to fill out an application and take training, and you had to demonstrate that you were qualified to play this particular role in society. You're under no obligation to play this role. You know that you can quit this role anytime you want. Why are you, why are you trying to convince me that you're a police officer? And why did you say I am a police officer when what you meant to say was the exact opposite? I'm not a police officer. What I'm doing is... I'm not guilty of anything. He's guilty of something. And what is he guilty of? Ignorance? Claiming to be something that he's not. It's called fraudulent misrepresentation. <laughs> Excuse me for the chuckle, but... <laughs> it's... How do I want to say this? Of course he knows he's not police officer. But what he's really saying in in one way or another is that he's, like you said, he's truly acting in a particular role. Sure he is. Well, then why doesn't he say that? Why doesn't he be honest and direct and correct his language and tell me the truth? He's telling you what he believes and what he knows to be true. Wait a minute. You That's what he's he, telling you. Is he a man's going to stand there wearing a costume? Yes. And he's going to tell me that he didn't know that he was acting or role playing or playing a role in society. A man's going to stand there, an adult man with an education, is going to stand there and tell me that he didn't know that he was playing a role in society. He knows he is on his job, fulfilling certain duties mm-hmm. with rights that were given to him by higher ups. And it's called, I'm a police officer. Right. When somebody's in character, they're not going to introduce that. If if Mark Hamill comes out on stage, he's not going to say, I'm playing the role of Luke Skywalker. He's going to say, I am Luke Skywalker because he's in character. This guy's going to say, I am a Costco employee, or I am a landlord, or I am a tax collector, or I am a cop. He's going to say that because he's in character. And that's how people introduce themselves, right? If I don't want to role play with you, if I if I do want to role play, well then we're in character and I'm going to accept his right. I am so and so. I don't want to role play with you. Therefore, I expect you to be honest with me and tell me you're not a Costco employee. You're playing the role of a Costco employee. The opposite of being a character is not being a character. And what I hear people do in these conversations I've had with people for years. People are actually trying to convince me that they're not role-playing, they're not pretending, they're not acting. They actually are the character that they're introducing themselves to me as. This I find very disturbing, that people are play-acting and role-playing in society. They filled out an application. They know they did. They know it doesn't say on their birth certificate, born this day, a general contractor. They know that their mother didn't push out of their womb a, a bank teller. They know that. And people are trying to convince me that they didn't know that. I've had some people even tell me that they, they this is who they are naturally in real life. It's amazing the kind of responses I get. This is what I'm saying. We've got it's a mental problem. It's a psychological problem. It's really not a legal problem. There's something wrong with people that are playing these roles. We play these roles in society for so long that people are so in, enveloped with the, you know how actors they get so involved in their character on stage they get off stage and they they still think they're that character. That's a mental problem. They've taken it too far. 
And this is I, what people are doing. I agree with you, but I would say this to you, and no disrespect intended. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying, <laughs> trying to get them to really believe they are who are not who they think they are. Are, are you saying that people are? It's impossible to wake people up to reality. No, no, I'm not saying it's in, impossible. What I'm saying to you is that when you're out on the road and you get pulled over by a police officer, it's 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 not worth it. It's not worth it to try to explain to them who they are and who they're not and what their what role they're acting in at the time. You, you're going to you're going to drive yourself crazy. Well, I, I've been, sometimes I've been, the concept is so new, though. That's the other thing. Like, like take another example with you, Bob. Uh, monetary discrimination. I googled that. I couldn't find it nowhere. I think I coined and, that phrase because nobody talks yeah. about monetary discrimination. But that's what business is. You know, you know how you define how I define discrimination because I had such a hard time defining it. Whenever people refer to those kind of people, that's discrimination. And a good businessman avoids those kind of people. People with little or no money. That's discrimination. So if, if people say, well, we don't allow blacks in here, we don't allow Hispanics in here, and we don't allow people with no money in here, that's discrimination. What's, what's the difference between monetary discrimination and gender discrimination or political discrimination or religious discrimination? What's the difference between monetary discrimination and any other kind of discrimination? When two men walk into a food distribution center and these, all these men get food, and this guy is black, or he doesn't have any money, and they say, well, you don't get any. Get outside. That's discrimination. And that's, that's exactly what I found. I went online, too, and I looked up monetary discrimination, and I couldn't find anything under that. But that's what business is. Bob, you seem to have Marxist tendencies in your philosophy there. <laughs> Wait a minute! No. <laughs> is that in there or is that accurate? I'd like to think Wait, that. Uh, I which, just wanted... which which one? Uh, Duck Soup or uh, that other uh, Marxist Brothers movie? Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is, that if, are people going to treat each other like human beings? Or are we going to treat each other like customers and debtors and clients? Uh, we're just going to we're just going to treat each other. Uh, our problem, like Marxism, <laughs> is defining how to treat people within society. You see, we're, we're ambiguous. We're all over the board. Some people want want want, yeah, want all lunch meetings. from heaven in a yeah. utopian Marxist communist society, and and we, other people are are more libertarian oriented. Well, I think on we paper, have, we have, communism we have and Marxism. Meetings, yeah. I think a republic and a democracy, and I think all these things look good on paper. The question is, when we put it into practice, are we are we treating other each other like human beings? Are we treating each other like characters that we can just Evict out of their houses and turn off their water and say, well, I have the right to do that because this is my job title and I'm going to turn off your water. It's ridiculous. People That's a claim. They're making, they're making a claim. They need to back it up. We need to have a process for defining when people will be evicted from homes and when people will not be evicted from homes. Yeah. Well, I, I process. well, that is called respecting people's rights. Yeah. Everybody's See, working it, on it. If, if people have been in the quiet and peaceable possession of their home for for uh, a significant period of time, then they have the right 
to stay in that home, and and law recognizes those rights and prohibits any police officers within their constitutional uh, uh, jurisdiction from from administering force against anybody that has been in quiet, peaceable possession of their home. Well, what kind of a government do you think we're living under right now? Then, if it's if is it Marxist? Is it communist? Is it is it uh, liberal? It's is it lawless? It's not respecting people's rights. That's all I need to know. It's a corporation. It's not government. It's governmental. Yeah, the, the, the corporations are, are 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 in essence legal fictions. They just cloud the discussion. The public servants are are real people that that that, that are are pointing real guns with real bullets at other real people. Yeah. And, and 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 it's not good to be talking about corporations and legal fictions when the essence of our problem is corrupted public servants pointing guns at people when 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 law does not authorize them to do that. Well, if people are going to play by the rules, I, I agree they should play by the rules. And this is what you know what I, I don't like citizenship or money or business or any of this stuff. You know why? Because people don't play by the rules. If people were treating each other humanely, I would want to sign up as be a citizen sign me up and i want to contribute to business but i don't because it's discriminatory and it turns people into monsters it turns them into these animals to say i i get to ta- i get to kick you out of your house i get to turn off your water i i get to take your children away it turns people and the more this more money does this to people and people say i'm going to go out and make money so that i can provide for my children you don't need money what you need are shoes and coats and food for your kids you don't need money and people will kill each other over this stupid thing called money, which is nothing more than an idea. And the more people use money and discriminate against people using money and commit murder over money, the more I don't want to use money. And this is why I'm on this remittance thing, where I send out remittances for everything. And I tell them, you know what, swallow it. Here you go. Here's the codes that go with it. Well, your remittance is a form of money. Yeah, so, so you're arguing against money, but you're using it at the same time. I'm trying to I'm trying to get these people off my back. In other words, what I'm saying well, is what they're demanding is Federal Reserve currency, and I'm not going to give them what they want. I don't when I, people I demand you, something you, for you, me. I, I'm not going to do it. You indict I'm all not, of the money, and you indict rights and things like that. You cut with way too broad a sword, and 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 you don't leave any wiggle room left for other people that got problems with the manner in which you're communicating. So you think I'm I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're cutting way too broad. You don't respect people's rights, and uh, um, uh, do, do you, yeah. I respect people. You, do, do, I, you I don't, don't recognize the concept of rights and versus wrongs. Mm, can, can, I, no, I don't think we. No, I don't think that's what I said. Kind of like I, earlier. Yeah. Kind of like earlier, where you said, like, you know, like, like you, you were gonna, like, like, say something to, to them to to get them to be embarrassed. That's that's kind of like a harm in in many ways. Well, how do you, how would you how how do you get somebody to to stop committing these violent acts against you? Would you? I mean, is embarrassment is like well, not only the the violence stuff. I'm we, just talking about the the you know like I mean, if if shutting off the water would be you know considered violent, then then the bottom line is a lot of people would be dead not because of the of uh, uh, getting no water, but because of retaliation against the the the, the so-called company that shut the water off. Um. For a moment, I thought the calls ended there. Yeah, I, I, I can't <laughs> okay, see. Uh, the, 
we I think we yeah. all intuitively know what it means to not harm people physically and respect yeah. them mentally. It's called rights. Okay, if if that's what rights is, then then I agree that we should exercise those rights. That that's now not. What about our feeling? Now what about feelings? Not, well, if you if you insult someone, you know they're not going to like you. If you hit them in the face, you know they're not going to like you. And if you insult them, you know they're not going to like you. Just hurt. You just hurt my rights. No, I. Yeah. That, Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. There's something about rights that just sounds peculiar and odd to me. It's, can, can I read a, a, just a, a one sentence legal definition out of Black's Law Dictionary on right? Yeah. Rights. Yeah, yeah. Leaving the abstract moral sphere, it led in with the general warm and fuzzy stuff, leaving the abstract moral sphere and giving the term a juristic content. That means applicable in a court, okay? A a right is well defined as quote in internal quote a capacity residing in one man of controlling with the consent and assistance of the state the actions of others unquote okay so this means that you have a right everything that is recognized as being a right in in, in every man in the USA um is is uh, uh, get, get, he should be able to go into a court, get a judge to write out an order saying that 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 um, um, this other person has to do what respects the complaining party's rights. Yeah, it should be that stinking simple. And, and right. see, at that point, you get to control public servants. You get to control corporate executives. You get to control everybody that might be interfering with your rights. Now, if it, if it was that simple to just fill out a form and have people act humanely and abide by the rules of society, sign me up. I want to join that, that society. That's what we're looking to get back to. That's the ideal. That's the goal liberty. That is the golden mean. The biblical book of James talks about the perfect law of liberty. This is what it is. Yeah. I, I You know, I really appreciate talking to you guys. Uh, I, 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 this call is going to be cut off at some point, but I I, I really appreciate the, the input and, and all the hashing these things out back and forth. Well, I'm about to sign off, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot. Good speaking with you, and uh, uh, maybe talk to you next yeah. week. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Take it easy. Okay, man. Bye. Well, I guess we're going well, to an evening then, or what do you think, fellas? Yeah. We can keep going if we wish. Otherwise, yeah, I guess we'll end it. Yeah. I mean, we're over the four-hour mark. Maybe it'll end at five hours. Or does yeah, it always yeah. end at four hours? Because I know it started uh, at six, didn't it? It started at four, my time. Oh really? Yeah. Well, for your time, I guess. Okay. Well, it's probably like like five thirty uh, my time tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you had to think about that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you had to think you? about that, didn't you? Yeah. Where, where the heck <laughs> are you? This from tomorrow, eh? I'll see you yesterday. That's um, a pretty good Hi, everyone. There's something Hi. to think about now. Is that you, Hi. Diane? Yes. Okay. Lots and lots of fun. Too much yeah, is I never up, enough. Yeah, I end up walking away and falling asleep. Woke up. Um, mm. 
I see Money Mike's still on. Charles, Charlie is still on. Charles, sorry. California, Northern Virginia. I'm going to use this info. I know you didn't talk specifically about stuff like Social Security of disability and stuff, but I'm going to use that. I'm going to try and make some scenarios up where where I can actually like break them down into the man and the woman like like Bob was doing. So we're going to see if I can do that. I'm going to write some scenarios up and see what I can do with that. Yeah, it took me a long time to come up with a, a workable script. I, 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 Like I say, I've been doing this with people. Yeah. I get about two, yeah. on the me. average, about two calls a day over the last few years. Yes, sorry. People trying, uh, trying to sell me and conduct business. And I've been yeah. running through this scenario with people to get a reaction and see yeah. how, see what direction to, to, to take it in. And I've come up with kind of a script that I use that, that yeah. is acceptable. I used to I used to kind yeah, of get into arguments to. with people and raise their hackles, but now it's I've yeah. had some really cordial conversations and I've I'm really turning this into a, a humanitarian. Yeah. You know, it just it's working yeah, for I me. To, I have to play I have to play the role of a witness <laughs> uh, for a, for a friend of mine in order to do this yeah. stuff. So it's gonna, I'm going to figure out like I got to play a role in order to get them to be man on man with me and or something like that because I have to step into their world or whatever they think they is, it is yeah, just to try to help society. out just to try to help out a friend just try to help out a friend who doesn't know any of this stuff either because you know she can't help it you know it's and it's not that because she's in the world it's just because she has certain special needs and stuff like that you know but the, the, the thing is in society it's like stepping out on stage and i've never felt comfortable play acting and role playing and that's why my whole life i felt uncomfortable around people it's because I realize it's like stepping out on stage and everybody expects you to go into performance mode and put on your hat and your shirt and your tie and your name tag and start performing. And that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And this is the heart of all these problems that people have, all these legal problems. Is this whole, you're, we're drafted into this stage performance. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people don't want to go to court. That's the whole issue. That they don't want to go to court? They don't want to go to court. Right, exactly, and court not another... able or not able to, or or just something happens, you know, because then you know we're all nine to fivers, another role. Well, in fact, as I was looking up uh, actors, the the word mask persona person comes from persona, Latin for the mask, and if mask with a K in, or a, or a Q U E. Uh, no mask, M A S K. And okay. uh, what happened was a mask was used on stage, and it was called a, pers- a person or a persona. And in the definition there, it said that it was a, someone who plays a role in society or in court. And we play different roles in court, and that's what was specifically mentioned in the definition of the original Latin for a mask. Well, so actually, was... actually, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Actually, you end up having court as soon as they end up bringing something to your mailbox and yeah. every time you write something to them, you're having court. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a never-ending process. It's Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, in fact, when, when you think a thought or when it comes out of your mouth, you're, you're, setting the, you're setting the ball in motion. You're setting all these things in motion. And I'm out trying to figure out when did this stuff, where was the beginning point of all these troubles? One day you wake up, you're 40 years old, you're swamped with debts and bills and tax collectors and payments and obligations. You go, how did I get in this mud bowl of debt? But somehow something, and what I'm, as I'm 
I'm using the reverse engineering thing. If if you got into that bowl of that lake of mud, start reversing your steps. And I've reversed them all the way back to it starts when you adopt this persona and start role playing with people. It starts when you open your mouth and start using commercial terminology. So it sounds like I'm a little bit anal when I say, well, stop using those words, clean up your language. But that's where it starts. And this is where it ends up. It ends up with people getting evicted out of their houses and going to war and killing people and robbing people and all this discrimination, all this other stuff. So I'm trying to figure out where does it start? Well, it starts in your mind, and then it starts with your speech, and then it starts with the language that we all use. And so we're all well, here, setting I'll, this ball in motion. I'll, I'll tell you what, Bob. Uh, I'll, I'll make a, I'll make an effort starting right now. Let's see how simple I can break this down. Uh, to quote from a, a certain talk show guy that did this. Um, now, now I came in on, and I, I would either I wouldn't say interrupt, but or I would uh, just I would just get in there to try to get my point across. And if you ever like like say if you felt like you know, like I was stepping on you. So what I'll, I'll do is I'll go like this. If I offended you, would you be so kind as to forgive me? <laughs> Have you ever been on the Batman calls? <laughs> oh, my think God. Think, Batman think calls. About, think about Bob, it. Have you? <laughs> yeah, what did I do to piss you off this time, baby? No, no you no, have no. been on his No, I, I have no idea who you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> Bob, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've been on him. That's where he got his start, I think. That's where I first heard you. And I had to go back to I'm like, well, like, what is he doing on Batman's show? I'm like, wow. Maybe that's where he got his, you know, that's where you got your most of your knowledge. I, I, I don't like <laughs> Batman's personality, but yeah, he does, he's all right. he has one good point, and that's yeah. the, pla- the claims that you make yeah. coming out of your mouth. That is one good, yeah. valid point that he makes. Yeah. Where is yeah, the rest is all is he... The rest is all filler. Where is Batman? Is he still around? He hasn't been online for about a year. Yeah, he's laid low after 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 one episode uh, back in August of 2015. I heard the whole episode. It was just all music, and what happened is nobody called in because one day because it used to happen a couple times. So what he did, he says, uh, if nobody calls in, and then you know, uh, then I'm just going to end this, end it, and then that's what he did. He he didn't do any more calls after that. And he went back, and he, you know, and I guess, and I guess he's just, uh, you know, kicking back, having, a, having a case of butter every day, keeping, keeping all the employees busy, yeah. like he, like he would said, because he said if he would quit drinking, he would put a lot of people out of work. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Alrighty then. Yeah, he's got kind of an abrasive personality, but he does have a real good. I want to put, I want to put you in a room. I want to put you in a room with you. Uh, Charles, uh, Carl Lentz, Bill Thornton, uh, Batman, and uh, I guess we'll oh. put uh, Sonia Patterson in there to break everything up. <laughs> okay, okay. Break, okay, okay, break it up now. I don't want you. Don't make me mad now. You know, see, what I'm, see what I'm saying? And I mean, she, you know, she gets mad. You people listen. You know. I don't think Sonia's capable of getting mad. <laughs> it's very stuff. You, you got to look for it. You you never hear exactly. You never talk to her on one on one. Nah. I think I did have one conversation with her. Uh, independent call. She away from the call for now. She's sleeping or what's she doing? She left. She left. Okay. I hope she'll be back one day. I'm sure she will. 
Well, I, I listen to I like listening to your experiences, Cheyenne, about everything that you've gone through and you've you've learned a lot and you traveled down this road. It's too bad that after all the people have been through, we don't have some real we don't have paperwork that we can just hand out to people and go, Here you go, this is what works. It's just it's just so frustrating that we don't have these pat answers after all that we've been through. I have a hard no, time. We do. I have, no, we do. I have a hard time writing. I have a hard time. We do writing. have the we do have the answers. And all we have to do is pick up the pen and and paper. Just keep writing. Exactly. And get it right. And get it right. Or just or exactly. just get it. Get it to a point where you can just do it without having to say, Oh gee, is this correct? Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this nope, just yeah. send it out. We're done. Mm-hmm. Call over. No, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I guess I'm I'm looking for a one size fits all. I'm trying to look for a solution. Yeah. Like like when the Colin Derek he has a very fruit of, the, fruit of the fruit of the loom for Bob, you know. Well, Colin, he ended up calling me the other morning. It was three o'clock in the morning, and he he left me a message. He ended up playing. I don't know what the heck. Something with the constitution, and it was it would have to have been hours. I ended up hanging up on my phone, thinking, "You little shit." Oh, are you talking it, about Colin? Yes, I'm talking about college. Yeah, but the thing is, everybody doesn't have his aggressive personality, so I'm trying to come up with something that anybody can use anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter what your education or your background or how much studying you've done. I'm looking for something that a little old lady or a man or a young kid or anybody who's shy can, you know, you you shouldn't have to have an aggressive personality to, to handle these people. And I'm I'm looking for something that anybody can use anywhere, anytime, and it's and that's that's what I mean by a one size fits all. I'm looking for something that somebody with no legal background, no research, when they're being cheated and swindled and tricked by these people, there should be some way to come back at them with no legal training whatsoever. There should be some way. I agree. I agree, Bob. I agree, and that's the paper and pen. Yeah, well, you got to do a little bit of study, and I, everybody. You have to do a little bit of studying just to hold your own. Well, I mean, it, what are we dealing with? Credit cards, foreclosures, property tax, traffic citations. I mean, it's, the way it's I look, very simple. Uh, the way I look at it, if, if people are intelligent enough to operate computers and cars and sign checks and balance their checkbook, you should be able to read a few books and get a good handle on, on how this swindle and corruption actually works. The Federal Reserve System is the biggest swindling system on the planet. Where exactly. they, don't loan, they don't loan you anything, but you put everything up for collateral. That's a huge swindle. Exactly. And people, people should at least know how the swindle works instead of thinking that it's legitimate. Okay. Back to what you were saying. People One, people don't have time. Two... There is probably a family of, who knows, five, three, two kids, whatever, yeah. and they just they just uh, pay attention to what they're being told. Someone yeah. needs to mute out. Um, we, you're back to yeah. We need to somehow. My biggest thing is we need to help out the homeowners, the people. 
Please, someone mute out. And, yeah, I know it's you, Mike. And help these people, not charge these people. That's my biggest bone. Right. Right. How these people want to charge the homeowners, the people that are already suffering, exactly. when they can go after the banks, the lawyers, etc. And you can make a lot of money doing that. Instead of, I mean, the homeowners. My God, how many how many times have you read articles of the homeowners losing their homes? And they're living in tents, and here comes the cops, and they rip out first steel, and then they rip out they they take the their their the tent away. Exactly, and this is why I'm what what can work right now in the in the in the meantime is this is why I'm working on this remittance technology. To, to, to shove these codes and statutes down their throat and say, you know what, you're not getting this Federal Reserve funny money. You're going to get your own bill back signed, and you're going to swallow it. Hmm. I'm doing everything I go. can to make that work because this is what will save people from all these excessive exorbitant charges and losing their houses. If you can take that bill and sign it and return it to them, then we wouldn't well, have yeah. any more. Correct. All you've got to do is, is remit. We're meant to loan. Can I jump in a little bit? Um, no. Uh, uh, can, no. It, it, Charles Stewart here from Oregon. Um, I said no. Uh, I said no. Said no. To your conference, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking with you. All right, all right. People that are going to see this gets to property rights. This is your conference. It's a bit like being in your house. And if you ask me to leave your house, my my dedication to common law requires that I respect your rights to control your uh, uh, forum, your 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 space. So you know, if if I'm talking bad here or something you don't like. It's your space. You're the judge. You're the judge of this forum, and you decide who has staff uh, to contribute in the in the discussions and who doesn't. No, uh, let me interrupt that for a second, Charles. Now, do do we have space right now on this call, though? You know, you see what I'm saying there? And I'm not trying to be philosophically dumb about it. I'm just trying to. Is it this fine lady's host discretion? You know, we're we're in her home here. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you okay. have a lot of you have okay. a lot of valuable information. Okay. I can tell you've done a lot of research. I, I'm 61. Some of you guys I are was, only I was, I was joking with you. Go ahead. I literally thought you were 30. Point that, that yeah. you're 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 asserting legitimate authority here, sister. Um, and 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 in a true righteous Christian common law environment, we respect. It, the, the the authority of the person that's hosting the the the, the conference. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you know it's not too overly offensive, you know, like when you say like this or this or this or that, you know, I mean, you're just you know just being we are when you do that, you know. As long as you're not offended by it, yeah, that's fine. But um, how do you call okay. it? Okay, um, let's move on, yeah. guys. Host, host is not here. This All right, well, I'm going to move on over here to this side of the room. Uh, why don't you guys go over where you're at, and then, uh, okay, now we can start afresh. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So, anyhow, we were, on a, we were on a good conversation, and this gentleman and the 
end up wanting to say something. So go ahead, sir. Uh, I kind of forgot what my main point was. <laughs> we were talking about uh, going after the banks, going after yeah. uh, the homeowners. Uh, Bob, help me out here. Right. Oh, the fact, fact that, forgive me. The fact that people are making money off of trying to help them is, is really it, it, sad. There we go. There we go. Because I'm, I'm having, as, as people might have picked up on, I, I was having a little bit of difficulties with some of Bob's philosophies. I think I used the term Marxist there. Things like that. But, yeah. but to, to try to build commonality with Bob, Brother Bob here, um, 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 the your your remittance technology that you're it seems like you're pouring most of your energy into that could be used uh, at least as part uh, essential ingredients to uh, um, uh, another area of revolutionary impact potential um, um, uh, and that would be the concept of alternative currencies and alternative alternative banking. Yes, exactly. This this Federal Reserve has a monopoly. Which is, it's it's hard to believe that people even go along with this. Or it's just it's just it's so outrageous. It's so. Outrageous. We need to construct the remedy, Bob. We need to construct so, the alternative did, environment. Did you get, we need to be, begin issuing our own social credit. Did, did you did you get my email when I gave it to the guy or? I, I got his, yes, Brother Steele's got got your email address written down. I'll, okay. I'll copy it into my address. Because I'm with, email here. I definitely would like to discuss more solutions and different techniques with people. We we, we have to. The ship is going down. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. These are our lifeboats. If if we can create an alternative economic system, then we yeah. can support every, each other as this artificially engineered austerity economics collapse is being engineered over us. Right, and I've I've uh, I've heard of a lot of different uh, people trying uh, different econ economic uh, models in different areas. It's it's difficult to hold your head above water, though, even in a community of people that agree that they want to do it. Uh, I love the idea, and and a lot of people have tried it out. I don't know how successful people are. The Indian nation, uh, the Lakotas. Now, uh, uh, Russell Means, he died here a little while ago. I I don't know if you're. Familiar oh no, with Russell word. died. Yeah, he now he was promoting a bank of the Lakotas that would be interest free, and it would be gold based, and he he was and that would be in direct competition with the Federal Reserve Bank. And I, I haven't been able to uh, find any follow-up on this. It, it, there is a Bank of the Lakota, I think. And I'm going to keep – I keep tabs on this from time to time, but I'm busy doing other stuff too. But I, I agree. If if the banks – if the courts didn't have a monopoly and the state government didn't have a monopoly and the banks didn't have a monopoly, I want to go to the court of the people. Like, like where's the court for the people? These are all commercial courts. For, yeah, I know. For, That's our common law courts is the courts of the people. Uh, now I hear people like uh, Carl Lentz and and these people and and uh, who's that guy Bill Thornton talking okay. about turning yeah. the court into their courthouse. Okay, but before I, you go, before you go any further, that was the guy who he he ended up opening up his own bank, correct? Uh, who, who are you talking about exactly? The one that you just got done talking about. Uh, Bill Thornton. No. 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 Uh, Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz. No. 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 Well, Ru Russell Means 
was was kind of the the uh, spokesman for the Lakota Indians. That's what I was referring to. And okay, he took, did he end up opening up his own bank account or um, his own uh, bank? No, it was through the Indian tribes there in that five-state area in North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana. The yeah. Lakota Indians were going to use their collective uh, freedom of independence from the United States Corporation to open their own bank, an interest-free bank. Now, that would be in direct competition with the Federal Reserve Bank, especially if more and more people started investing in it and using it. I and think in that area, not to interrupt you, but I think uh-huh. in that area, someone did do that. They opened up their own yeah. bank, private uh-huh. bank, yeah. and to help out the people. And whenever they earned an interest, the people earned. Well, North Dakota State Bank um, functions like a state bank. That's the only one, that's the only state and they do that. Well, they still use uh, Federal Reserve currency, though, right? It's all a federal yeah. offshoot yeah. of the Federal Reserve Bank. I'm yeah, trying to get I'm... away from Federal Reserve currency. That's why I'm doing the remittance thing. Is I don't like using Federal Reserve currency. Right. Well, look at consider this. I mean, all this court stuff we're we're talking about all the time. Who? What? It's all court of the bank, right? Yeah, everything is tied into the Federal Reserve System. Let me well, ask you, your, your, actually, your post office is the court. That's a different court, though. That is a court. That is, if you research Universal Postal Union, that's a whole, that's an international court. And if you know how to do that and use that stuff right, these other court people, they're afraid of it. They'll stay away from it. Can can you use the post office to shut down the, the other court proceedings? What you can do, and I don't know the process enough yet. I'm researching it myself. Yeah. But it's this business about putting stamps on your paperwork. Yeah, yeah the the, um, the uh, date stamp. And it makes it, no, I'm talking about you buy a stamp. You buy a dollar U.S. stamp. Right, right, or the Fox stamp, right. United States Post Office, United States government is bankrupt. Right, well, that's what they claim. I I don't believe that, but go ahead. Post Office has always been solvent. And they're part of the International Postal Union Oh, no, Universal, excuse me. Universal Postal Union, UPU. And when you put that stamp on your paperwork, you're automatically making a counterclaim and you're taking that, you're raising it above their jurisdiction. Well, that's the Fox stamp. Yeah. Right. And you know how hard it is to get the Fox stamp? Well, I don't, I have no idea. I never tried. Boy, I don't, I don't guess it matters if it's, I don't think it's a particular stamp. You buy a dollar stamp. You don't even have to if you don't have if you don't have that much money. Use their two cent or what is it now? Three. Yeah, you can do two cents or three cents. You're breaking up. But you guys need to look. I, I'm I'm only beginning to research it. You guys need to research it. Well, I'm I already not familiar did. with it. 
Well, so do you write up a counterclaim and then put that stamp on it, and that's supposed to supersede the authority of the of the court? Actually, what what I actually what I my research is, you do a whatever you put into the court. The court is actually the post office, mm-hmm. and if you go back into the years, you will find that that is true. And what you do is do a date stamp, and here are a lot of post office. They won't do it. So you, and I actually end up calling the headquarters, and they told me to find other people, or um, not other people, other post office that will do it because one turned me down. And I said, well, that's BS. You're going to pay, pay me for my time and gas and travel to find another post office that will date stamp? So, when you, so I mean, so, that's huge. Is as this far process, as going to the, as so, far so, as, can I well, speak? Yeah, go ahead. As far as going to the post office, do your research. Back in the day, that was the court. And also, you hold your court at your home. So through the private, when you do the private, which means going through the post office, that's your private until someone takes it into the court. Either you want to call it the court, which is proper, or the courthouse, which is their fraud. Okay, so the, so what I'm curious is is using the post office, is, do you, is, it, is it, do you fill out, a, in other words, this is to con- contest something at the courthouse, right, the commercial courthouse. Correct. Right, so you would go down to the post office. What do you do? You fill out an affidavit of truth or something, and then use those stamps to to, to gain. I don't, a no, I, I don't do anything with the stamps. All I do is is what it is is their rubber stamp, uh-huh. and then instead of doing the certified, I pay I pay uh, one thirty. I bypass all that because that's like that is like over three bucks. Uh, I do a 38, I think it's 3817 form, and that, which I love, because it doesn't show them that you, basically, that is certified mail. And let me walk inside. I, I'm positive. Do do a Google right now. It's a form 3817. 38-17? I'm almost positive it's thirty-eight seventeen. Uh, form thirty-eight. No, and then for them to to uh, time stamp or date stamp it, I think that is one point one point one seven. And then there's another one, which I don't have it memorized. <clears throat> yeah, this is certificate of mailing. Yes, it's the same thing as as uh, certified. The part I like about that is they don't know, basically, they don't know that it's certified. So they can say, hey, I never received that. And you can show, yes, you did. Yeah, proof of service. Yeah. Yep, uh-huh. yep. Can, can I point out something there? And that is like one thirty. A dollar thirty cents. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, 
And then I got one guy at my postal, my post office that he will date stamp. Actually, now he's just giving me the stamp, the stamper, and yes. I'll just stamp all my stuff. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.